Welcome to The Real Deal Report, the next level of independent news. All right. Hey, hello, everybody. Welcome to The Real Deal Drinking Game. The real deal debate drinking game. Are we uh, on? We are on. We're live. With also joining me is Casey Jones. Hello, everybody. You? Long time no see, right? Yes, yes. Long time no see. Everyone's saying, hey, no sound, no sound. That is Fox News's feed, which we certainly can switch up. Yeah, so it's not me behind their engineering uh, soundboard there. But anyways, we have some time. I just want to tell people... This was all, not just Casey's idea, but this was all uh, impromptu in a sense. But if we are going to play tonight, the great debate drinking game, the real deal drinking game, if you go to my Twitter right now at the real Dean Ryan, you will find yourself the actual playing card. And I believe Casey, you have that same thing. It's the drinking game playing card to go along when this thing starts. If it does start, Casey, because we just found out, uh, we just found out with uh, just before that that the Biden campaign is trying to convince everybody to um, do the virtual debate, right? I mean, tell that story, please. Oh my gosh, how funny. A virtual debate so that he can get everything fed to him and he can take his pee breaks, you know, have his little body double fill in or just <laughs> cut to a plant in the background or right, something okay. weird. Yeah, I, I'm sure. But oh man, I was asking people in the chat, how long do we actually think this is going to last? Is Biden going to last the whole 90 second or 90 minutes? I need to know. Well, I don't know how long I'm going to last either. I am definitely... I don't drink often. I'm not a big drinker. I'm definitely not a big drinker, but I but I do drink big, so that is true. What are you uh, drinking? Well, right now I just had to go outside to show my ID to my Uber Uber delivery uh, woman. She had a huge mask on. Uh, uh -huh. now, now, notice too, you'll see in this feed here, people literally have the Mad Max like muzzle mask on, like I've never seen before in the crowd. You'll see this, some wild stuff. Like it feels like the Democrats are more into masking their faces than like anyone I've ever seen. Like, like the hardcore Democrats, like not the progressive young type. I mean like the corporate neoliberal, I'm all on board with uh, Rachel Maddow Democrats. They have like a muzzle, like they have the mange or something. Like you see those dogs, you know, from the pound I think, that they, I think that they just stand on the little circle that says six feet. They should be all right, right? Yeah. Find a circle, exactly. everybody. Yeah, you have to count six feet. And uh, anyway, who's drinking tonight? Who is drinking tonight? And also, we have some special guests, too. Know? Yeah, what are you drinking, Miss Casey uh, Jones, who's trying to intoxicate your cheerleader? Um, I'm drinking um, tequila and uh, pamplemousse LaCroix. Okay, oh, tequila. That's my drink of choice. Tequila got it, got it, got it. Very good, very tasty. So if you are here early, this is the happy hour early bird special, okay? This is, we have people watching in England. Uh, oh, okay, so we have, speaking of who, who's talking now, we have somebody doing like a mic check. Is that Joe Biden? No, that's not Joe Biden. Anyways, 
She might be uh, saying she might be saying that I regret to inform you. You know, oh, that oh, there oh, won't oh, be a debate it? or something. I don't know. Anything oh goes at this point, Dean. Anything goes. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Director of the Commission on Presidential Debates, and I'd like to welcome you to the first presidential debate of 2020. There are a lot of people who have made extraordinary contributions. Interesting. Making this evening sure. possible. Okay. Well, you think she would have dressed up more? She's more like a windbreaker. Yeah. Pulled out of nowhere. To those who have helped. Our third co-chair. Okay. Ryan Nobody cares. Let me just put her on mute. Um, she's stepping on my lines. I don't like it. Okay. We'll just put there, that there. She's obviously there to warm up the crowd. Can't you? Tell? Oh, she's a terrible uh, fluffer, a, as they call yeah, it in the business. Exactly. Uh, anyways. Yeah, if that's who's warming up the crowd, that that that's shows you what the crowd's like. Yep. Uh, so, anyways, you were saying you're drinking tequila, and we were talking about all the news that just came out right before this thing started. And so, okay, so there's the Biden team now trying to get a virtual, uh, like like pass from the doctor, so they can have their candidate. I don't know, uh, would be a hologram. I'm not sure how that works. Then. We have this breaking news that just came out. God, I have to read this. I didn't even have time to prepare all these uh, time zone differences. Um, Don Jr. just released. Okay. I don't even know who these people are. Don Jr. just released a uh, document from Bill Barr, or as you know him as Sir Elton Barr. And it says the following. Basically, it's a letter addressed to... Casey, and I believe I sent it to you just yeah. before we went on. It's a to the director of national intelligence. This is just in. If you're joining us now, this is breaking news. And of course, there's fact checks on Facebook, you know, just all over this stuff. Anyways, dated September 29th today to the Honorable Lindsey Graham, the chairman of the Committee of the Judiciary. And it says the following in late 2016, U.S intelligence agencies obtained insight into Russia intelligence, blah, blah, blah. According to handwritten notes, CIA director uh, Brennan subsequently briefed President Obama and other senior national security officials on this intelligence brief included the, quote, alleged approval of Hillary Clinton on July 26, 2016 of a proposal from uh, one of her foreign policy advisors to vilify Donald Trump by stirring up a scandal claiming interference by Russia security services. Ladies and gentlemen, boom. This is huge. Boom. I what barely timing, can right? contain what my timing? stuff right now. Oh, man, I think I might need a pee break after that. What timing right now when everyone has uh, got their eyes on the debate, you know, to drop some it, big news like that. It, exactly, Casey. And I'm about to have a heart attack uh, reading that, which I barely could read. Don't do that. Should I continue, though? There is one more little paragraph. And here we go. And we have people watching from New Zealand. And we love New Zealand. We love the town of Queenstown. Beautiful, beautiful, majestic area. We'll get to that later. Continuing on 7th September... 2016, U.S. intelligence officials forwarded an investigative referral to FBI Director Jaime Comey, I'm sorry, James, and Deputy Assistant Director Counterintelligence Peter Stroke regarding, quote, U.S. presidential candidate Hillary Clinton's approval of 
a plan concerning U.S. presidential candidate Donald Trump and Russian hackers. It this is bombshell. Yes, this is bombshell. This is what we've been needing. This is what we've been waiting for. You know, we the, the Trump base the ones they really needed something like this. What timing though? That wasn't planned or anything, right? So that is amazing. Is there an echo? Is that what everyone's saying? There's an echo. Let's bring in. Uh, let's bring in Mike Barra here. Mike, I don't know if you got the breaking news, Mike. This is huge. Uh, Sir Elton Barr has just released this director of national intelligence, a letter to Lindsey Graham. Yeah. Stating that Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Peter Stroke approved of this faulty dossier to start one of the greatest hoaxes we've seen in this country since the Trojan horse, really. Which yeah. Is now we have another Trojan horse. This is huge, Mike. Uh, talk about the ramifications of this, because number one, we're right to start. We're about to start a debate, and this is coming out right now. Just talk about how big this is, because first of all, cheers to everybody out there, and welcome to the debate show. Cheers, Mike. Yep. I got to get my drink. I didn't. Uh, somebody asked me one of my drinks. Do that. Well, I mean, look, this is from DNI Ratcliffe, the director of national intelligence, uh, Ratcliffe, who replaced Richard Grinnell, who was a brilliant DNI, I thought. And um, what they're doing now is they're declassifying information that that basically shows very clearly that it was Hillary Clinton that was behind the Russian dossier, that it was Hillary Clinton who was behind the plan to frame Trump with being in collusion with Russia. It was all created by the Democratic National Committee, the Clinton campaign. There's actual evidence to that effect now. These documents will show this to be the facts. And, um, you know, the president has an opportunity to basically shove that down the Democrats' throat. And also, it goes straight to the White House. It goes to the Obama-Biden uh, White House, or the uh, Biden-Obama White House, as Joe Biden once called it. Right. And, you know, it goes directly to them and implicates them in, in supporting this, even though it was clear from these documents that it was a false claim. So they started a, a, a quote, counterintelligence investigation against Donald Trump and the Trump campaign before he was ever elected president, knowing on no, knowing that he was being falsely accused by Hillary Clinton. And that's what it implies. And that is a crime at multiple levels. The issue is, the issue is, Dean, is, is it, will it matter? It was three, it was four years ago now. Will it matter? Is it too late to bring it up? Have they sat on this for too long? And will it not really have a, an effect on this race? And, you know, I mean, will they do anything about it? And I just don't have any faith that Barr will do anything about this, even though, I mean, they had to have, clearly Barr has seen these documents. So he knows that this was fake all right. So, so no, hasn't he done anything? Why well, haven't here's, he here's the thing, arrested? Though. Well, here's the thing is, yeah, he's, we, we know about this. Somebody said, dude, the news is over five years old. Yeah, yeah, but not the letter. The letter is, dated today yeah so this is well, kind of a big deal now let me news. just say yeah, it is brand new news yeah it is it is newsworthy to uh whatever sock puppet tells me it's not but i will also also add this too and i'll put it on my twitter if you want to go see by the way if you want to see the uh how the drinking game works and goes for the uh, real deal great debate tonight go to dean uh, at the real dean ryan i put it all up there 
you could save it, print it out with uh, you and your family, so you could play this lovely family game tonight. But uh, with that said, I will also add Project Veritas. This just in, guys, has just released. Hold on here. Has just released an actual script of what all the panelists and all the big news shows are going to say. And I'll put that up on my Twitter as well. And Mike, let me just give you a little sample of what I'm talking about. And I had to mute Casey for one second while she, something with her wires there, it's uh, fidgeting. We muted yeah. Casey? Uh, just for just for a second. Every time you move your wires, it sounds like a sprinkler. So don't, don't, Try not to breathe uh, too much. Try or, not or to move. breathe or move at all. Yeah, if you don't mind. Yeah. Don't make any sound. kind of move. I, I didn't sound that bad to me, Dean, from my end. So maybe it sounds worse. Well, for yeah. You as opposed yeah, to yeah, Casey, that. don't make any sudden moves and nobody gets hurt. That's just how it works. Anyways, but let me just read to you guys and I'll put this up on the Twitter before we have the uh, the the uh, committee here from the, the Oscars or Grammys. I don't know what that is. All right, here it is. Exclusive right now by um, Project Veritas. The actual transcript. Here's panelist one. Look for something like this. I really think what we saw tonight was a strong surprise comeback from Biden. He was poised. He was on message. He even humorous at times. And I think we're going to start to see the Biden campaign to continue step up to the plate and send the Trump team into a tizzy from now up until Election Day. And by this, that begs the question, who really says tizzy in the year 2020? <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm really worried about. Yeah, who who's had a who? What man who's heterosexual says tizzy anymore? I don't even know gay men that say tizzy. Jeez. <laughs> Anyways, well, yeah, I, you know, I just this is breaking news, Dean. I just I just found this out. Um, breaking news here right now. Okay, that ABC, NBC, CNN, PBS, the Washington Post, the New York Times, the uh, um, uh, NPR have all declared along with uh, the Atlanta Urinal and Constipation, that Joe Biden has won tonight's debate. Oh really? <laughs> they've already wow. they've declared it, yes. It's been declared that Joe Biden has won. Well, I mean, he, he did. Uh, this would be his comeback. I mean, it was a real tizzy tonight. Yeah. God. Speaking of tizzies, uh, so what do you, what is everyone drinking? Because everyone asked me, what am I drinking? And I'm, I'm drinking, drinking my uh, drink. an Alaska Amber beer. It's my last one out of the pack from several weeks ago. Okay. So let's see. What am I drinking? I haven't got my drink yet. I think I'm, get a drink, buddy. I'm in a real tizzy of a moment here. Uh, let me let me just add this. So, okay. If you go to the real Dean Ryan right now, I'll put the transcript of what we're going to see. Maybe we should be watching NBC, Mike, so we know if the script goes along with the Project Veritas release. Should, should we do that? <laughs> It doesn't matter to me. They're all the same in a sense. Well, for no, let's quality. keep it where it is. Let's just keep it. Okay. On what's working. Okay. So. Okay. Well, I can live with that. Uh, so here it is. Project Veritas, which uh, I'm surprised nobody heard about this. I guess I'm one of the few. So I'm going to uh, check out for a minute. I'm going to let Mike and Casey take over the show here. I'm going to go get my, uh, my tizzy in a can here, get, and I'll be right back. Get my drink on. All right. Hey, I got to show you my shirt, Mike. Hold on, I got to show you my shirt. Okay. Because you know, since I started all the drinking game and stuff. Oh yeah, it. make America great again. Donald Trump. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice, nice shirt. Sure. That's a 
cool Budweiser shirt. Yeah. So uh, let's do a little, uh, little. Let's do a little personal thing here. There you go, Casey. Sure. That's looking hot. Mm-hmm. There you go. Keep America <laughs> great. Love it. I got all my swag. I brought it all. So what's going on? So what's going on tonight? You're hanging out in the uh, in the den in the uh, Real Deal Media Report den uh, tonight. Who's in there with you? Is the family around? The hubby? The kids? Where are they? Uh, no, the hubby just went downstairs to get me loaded up with the shot glass and the tequila on the side because we know we're going to need it. Yeah. Um, and I, I just have the pups in here. Kids are doing their own thing. So. All right. The pups. So it's always good to yeah. have the pups in there. I'm, I've got my yeah. pup too. I've got my brother Dave right back there working on hi, his normal Working on a science fiction. Hi, Casey there. says hi. Come on hi. over. Come on over and hi, say hi. Swing in. No, no. Get in. Get in a little closer. Hi, everybody. Yeah, there's Dave. Yes, I'm hi, busy Dave. working on... I'm busy working on a novel for which I will get paid, which is, you know. That's a good thing. It's always a good thing. Could be worse. Awesome. But we want you out of here. You're in the way. Yeah, I'm going to go. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay, Casey, what do you think, um, just just seriously, what do you really expect tonight? I mean, I I expect Biden to be very drugged up and be a lot better than people expect. That's what I think will happen. What about you? Um, I, you know, I, I think something like that would happen, but I would just love to see it out to the end. It just—it's like going to be like a crazy box boxing match. Like Trump's just going to hit him and hit him and hit him, and I have to take a little and hit him again. I just—I I think that it's just going to be kind of a shit show for the Democrats, honestly. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, we'll I, see. I mean, at this well, point, there anything is, can go. There is on your screens now the hottest woman in America, Ivanka Trump. Wow. I mean, they have such a good looking family. I think that's why people are hating on them, too. Let's yeah, I, I agree because, you know, you got you got Ivanka, you got Tiffany, you've got uh, Melania. Got Melania, of course. Barron is a good looking young man. And Trump himself was not an unhandsome dude when he was younger. So, you know, I mean, uh, I think that's uh, that's the way it goes. Although, I, you know, again, I think the... Um, the 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 uh, big game hunting by Don Jr. just needs to stop. I'm I'm over that one. So here we go with okay. comic Chris Wallace coming in, and Dean's not here. Dean's not here to put the volume on so we can hear what he's saying. <laughs> Dean, Dean, come back. <laughs> I know too. I can't pause it. Um, what are you expecting, Mike? Real fast before Dean gets back. What are you expecting for that? Well, I just, do, I just do think, I do think that that Biden is going to do better than expected because of all the drugs he's on. And uh, the question is, will he have a breakdown moment? Will something happen where he will, he will just, I think so, fly off the handle and fall apart? I am back, and yeah, it's just getting started. Let's see, is it starting now? Okay, so we're gonna go back to that live feed. That was. Uh, Mike Wallace or Chris Wallace? Chris Wallace, yeah. We have a second here. Let me undo that. Uh, anyhow, what am I drinking? I'm drinking Shiner Bach. Yeah. So here we go. Now the first, the first thing to watch for, the first thing to watch for is is if Trump shakes his hand because Biden may try to. I don't know if handshakes are mm. not cool, but uh, if he does, you know, Biden may try to poison Trump by shaking his hand, just um, like the State of the Union. So also, that'll be really interesting. Okay, real quick, little uh, programming note. We do have a special guest coming in tonight. Right now, we have a very special guest. And just when you thought I wasn't full of surprises, Mike Barra, Casey Jones, we have our dear friend of the show, our consultant, our dear friend, uh, Health Ranger, Mike Adams. Welcome to the program. Mike Adams, who is on mute. I I muted you, uh, Mike, and now you're unmuted. Okay, what is, uh, 
Oh, they chose to mute themselves. Okay, Mike, uh, you just give me a heads up when you're ready. Well, there, go there goes that little surprise, uh, blown. <laughs> I, lo I love how none of the Trumps are wearing masks, and Jill Biden's over there like, Ooh. Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Okay, so Mike is, I'm going to bring Mike Adams back in, and let's try this again. Yeah, hey there, Mike. Mike Adams, welcome to the uh, the Real Deal debate drinking game uh, live coverage. How are you? Well, I'm doing good. Uh, I hope you're not getting an echo or anything on this, are you? Because I'm not sure I got the audio set up just right. Uh, no, I'm not getting an echo. Just just the one I have in my head. That uh, well, that was Joe Biden's uh, echo. I, I think uh, they implanted his uh, his transmitter in your head instead, which means you're going to get all of the the inside scoop on what Biden's supposed to say. Yeah, well, I do have that, Mike. Mike Adams, I do have that. I posted that at the Real Dean Ryan right now. We have the Project Veritas script now given out of what everybody's going to say. Uh, when it comes down to it, I don't know if you saw that, but we were just talking, Mike Adams, about the the newly released. Um, what, what do you want to call it, Mike Barra? There's a lot of mics around here. Well, it's a it's a declassification do documents that were declassified by the director of national intelligence, uh, Ratcliffe, that basically show that the evidence was there from the the beginning that Hillary Clinton was behind the fake Russian dossier that she financed, oh, yes. that she commissioned it, and that the FBI knew that. And under instructions, quite obviously, from the Obama-Biden administration, um, went after President Trump, then-candidate Trump anyway, and knowing it was all a fraud on Russian collusion. So, Powerful stuff. Now, uh, I just want to let all of you know, and by the way, thank you for inviting me, Dean, and, and uh, hello to, to Mike and Casey both. Um, I'm also live tweeting this whole thing over on my social uh, platform, so... I'm going yeah, to be. You have a new, uh, um, you have a new social platform. Why don't you talk about that real quick? Because uh, our fans are your fans, and vice versa. It's it's one big uh, happy funky bunch for sure. Well, it's brighteon.social. So uh, just like brighteon.com is the YouTube alternative, uh, we built a social media platform alternative to Facebook and and Twitter. It's brighteon.social, and we've got about about 10,000 users since we launched it there uh, 10 days ago or so. So I guess nice. about people a day signing up. Anyway, um, everybody's loving it because it's free speech and, and uh, it's okay to slam Joe Biden on the platform. And I'm preparing to do that for the next 90 minutes. Oh, right. Wow. So, yeah. Dean, why don't we switch over to the audio from the broadcast? Because it looks like the uh, Donald Trump versus Chris Wallace and Joe Biden debate is about to begin. So oh, it is. Is it is it about to begin? Um, hang tight, Mike uh, Adams and Mike Barra. But Mike, since you're here, Mike Barra, I don't think you're correct on it. It's still they're still uh, working out the kinks. Um, does that look like six feet to you, Mike Adams? Uh, you know, you know about measurements here. <laughs> it, uh, I, I don't mean no. that in a perverted way, but I meant that very scientifically. Uh, that, not, that looks like more than six feet to me. Okay, good. That I was like about, about that. ten feet, but uh, okay. You know, whatever. Let's just see if Biden comes out with a mask on. Oh, absolutely. Oh, somebody said, let's get back to the debate. Well, if uh, what debate are you talking about? Because it hasn't started yet. You know, <laughs> I'm tired of these people just cr cr critiquing my, my myself as the cruise director here. But anyways, uh, my, Mike uh, Adams, I do want to talk about real quick since we have you. We, we are at da uh, daily now just talking about the 14th Amendment. 
And uh, if you have not heard the Real Deal Media uh, first podcast, Mike Adams did a brilliant job on that with uh, some other Matthew Short and Nick No. Well, also, wait a second, have- Dean. Looks like uh, Chris Wallace is about to speak. Oh, is he? Okay. Let's well, go to I'll, him. I'll, I'll keep quiet here. So why don't we go to that? You're listening to The Real Deal Report. Please visit our website at realdealmedia.com. All right. Here we go. God, look at him. He looks like a puppet. Okay, I think we lost everybody. Is he on Adderall, uh, Mike Bear? Would you say, if you had a guess? Good evening from the health education campus of Case Western Reserve University and the Cleveland Clinic. I'm Chris Wallace of Fox News, and I welcome you to the first of the 2020 presidential debates between President Donald J. Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden. This debate is sponsored by the Commission on Presidential Debates. The Commission has designed the format, six roughly 15-minute segments, with two-minute answers from each candidate to the first question, then open discussion for the rest of each segment. Both campaigns have agreed to these rules. For the record, I decided the topics and the questions in each topic. I can assure you none of the questions has been shared with the Commission or the two candidates. This debate is being conducted under health and safety protocols designed by the Cleveland Clinic, which is serving as the health security advisor to the commission for all four debates. As a precaution, both campaigns have agreed the candidates will not shake hands at the beginning of tonight's debate. The audience here in the hall has promised to remain silent. No cheers, no boos or other interruptions, so we, and more importantly you, can focus on what the candidates have to say. No noise except right now, as we welcome the Republican nominee, President Trump, and the Democratic nominee, Vice President Biden. Hey, no clapping, no clapping. I said no clapping. Ah, he's wearing the same suit and tie that oh, he wore at the Republican National Convention and when he introduced Amy Coney. Oh, dear God. Interesting. What a tacky dresser. Are we good? All right, here we go. A lot of people have been waiting for this night, so let's get going. Our first subject is the Supreme Court. President Trump, you nominated Amy Coney over the weekend to succeed the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the court. You say the Constitution is clear about your obligation and the Senate's to consider a nominee to the court. Vice President Biden, you say that this is an effort by the president and Republicans to jam through in an appointment and what you call an abuse of power. My first question to both of you tonight, why are you right in the argument you make and your opponent wrong and where do you think a Justice Barrett would take the court? President Trump, in this first segment, you go first, two minutes. Thank you very much. I will tell you very simply, we won the election. Elections have consequences. We have the Senate. We have the White House. And 
We have a phenomenal nominee, respected by all, top, top academic, uh, good in every way, good in every way. In fact, uh, some of her biggest endorsers are very liberal people from Notre Dame and other places. So I think she's going to be fantastic. We have plenty of time, even if we did it after the election itself. I have a lot of time after the election, as you know. So I think that uh, she will be outstanding. She's going to be uh, as good as anybody that has served on that court. We really feel that. Uh, we have a professor at Notre Dame, highly respected by all, said she's the single greatest student he's ever had. He's been a professor for a long time at a great school. And uh, we just, uh, we won the election and therefore we have the right to choose her. And very few people knowingly would say otherwise. And by the way, the Democrats, they wouldn't even think about not doing it. If they had, the only difference is to try and do it faster. There's no way they would give it up. They had Merritt Garland, but the problem is they didn't have the election. So they were stopped. And probably that would happen in reverse also. Definitely would happen in reverse. So we won the election and we have the right to do it, Chris. President Trump, thank you. Um, same question to you, Vice President Biden. You have two minutes. What was the question? Oh, um, Thank you. For you know, I wasn't paying attention. The American people have a right to have a say who the Supreme Court nominee is. And that say occurs oh when they vote for a United States senator and when they vote for the president of the United States. They're not going to get that chance now because we're in the middle of an election already. Is he real? The election has already started. Tens of thousands of people have already voted. And so the thing that should happen is we should wait. We should wait and see what the outcome of this election is, because that's the only way the American people get to express their view is by who they elect as president and who they elect as vice president. Now, what's at stake here is the president's made it clear he wants to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. He's been running on that. He ran on that. And he has been governing on that. He's in the Supreme Court right now trying to get rid of uh, the, the Affordable Care Act, which uh, will strip 20 million people from having insurance, health insurance now, if it, if, they, if it goes in the court. And and uh, the justice, and I have nothing, I'm not opposed to the justices. She seems like a very fine person. What she's written before she went to the bench, which is her right, that she thinks that the Affordable Care Act is not constitutional. The other thing is on the court, and if, if, if it's struck down, what happens? Women's rights are fundamentally changed. Once again, a woman could be helped more God. money because she has a pre-existing condition of pregnancy. We're able to, they're able to charge a woman more for the same exact procedure a man did, gets. And that ended when we, in fact, passed the Affordable Care Act. And there's 100 million people who have pre-existing conditions, and they'll be taken away as well. Those pre-existing conditions, the insurance companies are going to love this. And so it's just not appropriate to do this before this election. If he wins the election and the Senate is Democrat or Republican, then he goes forward. If not, we should wait until February. Right. There aren't 100 million people with pre-existing conditions. As far as a say is concerned, the people already had their say. They, okay, Justice Ginsburg said very powerfully, very strongly, at some point, 10 years ago or so, she said a president and the Senate is elected for a period of time, but a president's elected for four years. We're not elected for three years. I'm not elected for three years. So we have the Senate. We have a president. It's elected to the next During election. that period of time, during that period of time, we have an opening. I'm not elected for three years. I'm elected for four years. 
the and election the hundred million started. people, Jim, the hundred million people is totally wrong. I don't know where you got that number. The bigger problem that you have is that you're going to extinguish 180 million people with their private health care, that they're very That's happy. simply not true. Well, you're certainly no, no, going, that, to that, you're going to socialist. You're going to socialist. We're now into, gentlemen, we're now into open discussion. Open discussion. Open discussion. Yes, I agree. Go ahead, Vice President. Number one, uh, he, he knows that uh, what I proposed. What I proposed is that uh, we expand Obamacare and we increase it. We do not wipe any. And one of the big debates we had with God, I can't believe this is real. Of my colleagues trying to win it's the nomination amazing. that I won. We're saying that Biden wanted to allow people to have private insurance still. They can. They do. They will under my proposal. God, he's totally high. And it's not what that your party is, has said. That is simply your party wrong. doesn't say it. Your party wants to go socialist medicine. My party is and me. socialist right now. I am. And the they're going to dominate party. you, Joe. You know that. <laughs> I am the Democratic Party right now. The platform of the Democratic Party is what I, in fact, approved of. What I approved of. Now, here's the deal. The deal is that it's going to wipe out pre-existing conditions. And by the way, the 20, the 200 million, the 200,000 people that have died on his watch, how many of those wow. survive? Well, there's 7 million people that contracted COVID. What does it mean for them going forward if you strike down the Affordable Care Act? And Joe, you've had 308,000 military so people dying because you couldn't provide them proper health care in the military. Yes, so don't tell me I'm about I'm happy this. to talk about this. And if you were here, well, you can, it wouldn't be deal. 200. It would be 2 million people because you were very late on the draw. You late didn't want me to draw. ban China, which was heavily infected. You didn't want me to ban all right, we're, gentlemen, we're, we're, which no, was heavily president, you would have been much later, Joe. Mr. President, much later. Mr. President, you're talking about two million people. You're not president as a moderator. <laughs> we are going to talk about COVID in the next segment. Oh wow! Go ahead. Let me finish. Is that the president? Well, Chris Wallace interrupts the president for the first time. There you go. That's a drink. That's a drink right there. In the court, and so that's also at stake right now. I'll and drink so to that. The election is all. You don't know it's on the ballot. Why is it in the ballot? Because, because why is it on the ballot? It's not on the ballot. It's on the ballot in the court. I don't think so. In the court. He's well, there's nothing happening there. Donald, we and can you don't know. Oh. You know Trump's, Trump's trying to confuse him and it's working. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll drink to that. that. That's part of the rules here. We got a lot to look back here, gentlemen. We got a lot of time. So <laughs> uh, on health care. And then we'll come back to Roe v. Wade. All right. Mr. President, the Supreme Court will hear a case a week after the election in which the Trump administration, along with 18 states, and Obamacare. You have spent the last- Because they want to give good health care. If I may ask. Uh-oh. Dang it. I don't know if anybody can hear me, but we lost the audio. Casey's nodding. I can't hear what they're saying. Dean, here he comes. That is absolutely a big thing. That was the Oops. worst part of Obama. You didn't miss anything. Chris, that was the worst part me. of Obama. Let me ask my question. Well, I'll, I'll ask Joe. I, 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 the individual no, I, mandate was the most unpopular the aspect of Obamacare. Wow. I'd like to and we will protect people. I'm the moderator of this debate, and I would like <laughs> you to let me ask my question. I'll drink to that, too. Go ahead. You, in the course of these four years, have never Everything's fine. We, we fixed it. Plan to replace Obamacare. And just this last Thursday, wow. you signed a largely symbolic executive order to protect people with pre-existing conditions. 
five days before this debate. So my question, sir, is what is the Trump health care plan? Well, first of all, I guess I'm debating you, not him. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cutting Love it. prices. I'm going with favored nations, which no president has the courage to do because you're going against big pharma. Drug prices will be coming down 80 or 90 percent. You could have done it during your 47 year period in government, but you didn't do it. Oh, Nobody's oh God. It. So we're cutting health care. All of the things oh. that we've done. Insulin. I give you an example. Insulin. That's a shot, kids. OK, that's for 47 years shot. I'm getting it for so cheap. It's like water. You want to know the truth. So cheap. Take a look at all of the drugs that what we're doing, prescription drug prices, we're going to allow our governors now to go right to there. other countries to buy drugs okay. because when they fact, pay just a I, tiny fraction. Say, this is open discussion. No, let me this ask is you, ready, let me, this you'll is be happy, stuff. sir. Oh. I'll be happy. I'm about to pick up on one of your points. <laughs> Uppercut. President, which is he points out that you would like to have oh, he said 47 a years. option okay. to Obamacare. Yes. The argument that he makes and other Republicans make is that that is going to end private insurance? It is. And well, I'm sorry, asking the question. And it will end. Party says, by the way. It will end private insurance and create a government takeover of health care. It does it not. It's only for those people who are so poor they qualify for Medicaid. They can get that free in most states, except governors who want to deny people who are poor Medicaid. God, how high Anyone is. who qualifies for Medicare would, me, Medicaid would automatically be enrolled in the public option. The vast majority of the American people would still not be in that option, number one. Joe, you agree with Bernie number, Sanders, I, I far do. left, on the manifesto, when we you, call it. Manifest. That gives socialized medicine. Look, hey, are you I'm saying not you didn't listen to him. The fact of oh. the matter is, I beat Bernie Sanders. Oh, wow. Not by much. I beat him a whole hell of a lot. <laughs> not by much. Pocahontas <laughs> would have, two days early, you would have lost every primary. All he knows how to do is Tuesday. You got Look, very lucky. Here's the deal. I got very lucky. I mean, you oh got very lucky God. tonight as well. And tonight this I'm not really sure because here's the deal. Here's the deal. The fact is that everything he's saying so far is simply a lie. I'm not here to call out his lies. Everybody knows he's a liar. But you, I just agree. want to make sure. Just, you're the liar. I, 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 I want to make sure. You were the last in your class. I, first in I, <laughs> I want to make sure. President, can you let him finish, sir? No, he doesn't know how to do that. Again, um, he's interrupted the president twice, and not and not Biden. Yep, yeah, I'll drink to that, Mike. Say Drink. Oh. Because he, in fact, already Clown. has cost 10 million people their health care that they had from their employers because of his recession. Number one. Number oh, two, oh, yeah, yeah. there are 20 million people <laughs> getting health care through Obamacare now that he wants to take it away. He won't ever look you in the eye and say that's what he wants to do. Take it away. No, I want to give Number better health care at a much lower price but, because by the way, he doesn't know how. He doesn't know how to do that. Fixed it. He has never I've offered a plan it to an extent. He has Obamacare, never done a single thing. As you might thing. know, but probably doesn't. Gentlemen, you realize if you're both good. speaking at the same time, and it's too let, let, let the president go ahead, sir. Obamacare <laughs> is no good. We made it better, and I had a choice to make very early on. We took away the individual mandate. We guaranteed pre-existing conditions, but took away the individual mandate. 
listen, this is the way it is. And that destroyed, that, they shouldn't even call it Obamacare. Then I had a choice to make. Do I let my people run it really well or badly? If I run it badly, they'll probably blame him, but they'll blame me. But more importantly, I want to help people, okay? I said, you got to run it so well. That's and I just had a meeting with them. They said, the problem is no matter how well you run Obamacare, it's a disaster. It's too expensive. Premiums are too it. high. That's and it doesn't work. So we, we do want to get rid of it. I, I, Chris, we want to get rid of it. I understand that, but I have to, I have to give you roughly equal time. Good. Please let the vice president. Good. He has no plan for health care. Please. He sends, please. He sends uh, wishful thinking. He has executive orders that have no power. He hasn't lowered drug costs for anybody. He's been promising a health care plan since he got elected. He has none, like almost everything else he talks about. He does not have a plan. He doesn't have a plan. And the fact is, this man doesn't know what he's talking about. All right. He's <laughs> one, I have a final question for you. Sure. Wow. Uh, oh, Joe, I think you got that backwards, bro. If Senate I'll drink to that, though. We were talking that, that's part on, on the game there. If Senate Republicans go ahead and confirm Justice Barrett, there has been talk about ending the filibuster or even packing the court, adding to the nine justices there. You call this a distraction by the president, but in fact, it wasn't brought up by the president. It was brought up by some of your Democratic colleagues in, well, the, saying, in the Congress. So my question to you is, you have refused in the past to talk about it. Are you willing to tell the American people tonight whether or not you will support either ending the filibuster or packing the court? Whatever position I take in that, that'll become the issue. The issue is the American people should speak. You should go out and vote. You're in voting now. Vote and let your senators know how strongly you feel. <laughs> vote now. Make sure you, in fact, let people know you're senators. I'm not going to answer the question. Why because, would you answer that because question? Because the question is, the question is, question is, question is the left, will you shut up, up, man? Oh, oh, oh. oh. That's drink. a big old shot to that one. That's a drink. That was on the list. Wow. God, I need another drink now because. All right. The second subject. Wow. You shut up, man. That's a it's a serious drink there. Let's try to be serious about it. We have had more than 7 million cases of coronavirus in the United States, and more than 200,000 people have died. Even after we produce a vaccine, experts say that it could be months or even years before we come back to anything approaching normal. My question for both of you is, based on what you have said and done so far and what you have said you would do starting in 2021 why should the american people trust you more than your opponent to deal with this public health crisis going forward in this case the question goes to you first sir two minutes uninterrupted good luck Two hundred thousand dead as you said over seven million infected in the united states we in fact have 5%, 4% of the world's population, 20% of the deaths. 40,000 people a day are contracting COVID. In addition to that, about between 750 and 1,000 people a day are dying. When he was presented with that number, he said, it is what it is. Well, it is what it is because you are who you are. Come on, man. That's why it is. The president has no plan. He hasn't laid out anything. 
He knew all the way back in February how serious this crisis was. He knew it was a deadly disease. What did he do? He's on tape as acknowledging he knew it. He said he didn't tell us or give people a warning of it because he didn't want to panic the American people. You don't panic. He panicked. In addition to that, what did he do? He went in and he, we were insisting that the Chinese, the, the people we had on the ground in China should be able to go to Wuhan and determine for themselves how dangerous this was. He did not even ask Xi to do that. He told us what a great job she was doing. He said we owe him a debt of gratitude for being so transparent with us. And what did he do? Yes, then? Cheryl. He then did nothing. He, he waited and waited and waited. He still doesn't have a plan. I laid out Sorry, back in March exactly so, so. what we should be doing. And I laid out again in July what we should be doing. We should be providing all the protective gear possible. We should be providing the money the House has passed in order to be able to go out and get people the help they need to keep their businesses open, open schools that cost a lot of money. You should get out of your bunker and get out of the sand trap and get in, in your golf course and go in the Oval Office and bring together the Democrats and Republicans and fund what needs to be done now to save lives. So if we would have listened wait, wait, to you. You have two minutes, sir. If we would have listened to you, the country would have been left wide open. Millions of people would have died, not 200,000. And one person is too much. It's China's fault. It should have never happened. They stopped it from going in, but it was China's fault. And by the way, when you talk about numbers, you don't know how many people died in China. You don't know how many people died in Russia. You don't know how many people died in India. They don't exactly give you a straight count, just so you understand. But if you look at what we've done, I closed it. And you said he's xenophobic. He's a racist and he's xenophobic. Because you didn't think we should have closed our country. Wait a minute. You didn't think we should have closed our country because you thought it was too, it was terrible. You wouldn't have closed it for another two months. By my doing it early, in fact, Dr. Fauci said, President Trump saved thousands of lives. Many of you, a Democrat governor, said, President Trump did a phenomenal job. We worked with the governor. Oh, really? Go take a look. The governor oh. said, I did a phenomenal job. Most of them said that. In fact, People that would not be necessarily on my side said that. President Trump did a phenomenal job. We did. We got the gowns. We got the masks. We made the ventilators. You wouldn't have made ventilators. And now we're weeks away from a vaccine. We're doing therapeutics already. Fewer people are dying when they get sick. Far fewer people are dying. We've done a great job. The only thing I haven't done a good job, and that's because of the fake news. No matter what you say to them, they give you bad press on it. It's just fake news. They give you good press. They give me bad press because that's the way it is, unfortunately. But let me just tell you something. I don't care. I've gotten used to it. But I'll tell you, Joe, you could never have done the job that we did. You don't have it in your blood. You could have never done that job. I know how to do the job. I know something how to do it. in his blood. But you didn't do very well in swine flu. Oh. H1N1. You were a disaster. Your own chief 14, said you were a disaster. 14,000 people died, not 200,000. There was a no very economic recession. You made a point. Let him and, and there was no one. There, no, we didn't shut down the economy. This is his economy that's being he shut down. The reason it's shut down is because you folks at home, how many of you get up this morning? and had an empty chair at the kitchen table because someone died of COVID. No, virtually again. nobody. Yeah. yeah. Bad. You couldn't even speak to them. You had a nurse holding a phone up 
so you could, in fact, save the planet. Because your blue state governor shut their states down. His own CDC director says we could lose as many as another 200,000 people between now and the end of the year. And he held up, he said, if we just wear a mask, we can save half those numbers. Just, just the mask. And by the way, in terms of the, the whole notion of a vaccine, we're for a vaccine. I don't trust him at all, nor do you. I know you don't. What we trust is a scientist. You don't we trust, trust Dr. Johnson, Fauci. Johnson, Pfizer. You're not a scientist either. And Gentlemen, then, let, me, let me move on to questions about the future, because you both have touched on one of the, I know two I, of the questions I'm going to ask. I missed um, something, right? Focusing on the future first. President Trump, you have repeatedly either contradicted or been at odds with some of your government's own top scientists. The week before last, the head of the Centers for Disease Control, Dr. Redfield, said it would be summer before the vaccine would become generally available to the public. You said that he was confused and mistaken. Those were your two words. But Dr. Slowey, the head of your Operation Warp Speed, has said exactly the same thing. Are they both wrong? Well, I've spoken to the companies and we can have it a lot sooner. It's a very political thing because people like this would rather make it political than save lives. Right. It is a very political thing. I've spoken to Pfizer. I've spoken to all of the people that you have to speak to. We have great Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, and others. They can go faster than that by a lot. Become very political because the left, or I don't know if so, I call so you're left, I don't know what that I call the head of your operation warp speed, Dr. Smiley. I disagree with him. Yeah. No, I disagree with both of them. And he didn't say that. He said it could be there, but it could also be much sooner. I had him in my office two he days talk, ago. He talked about the summer, sir, before it's generally available. Just he like said Dr. it's Redfield. a possibility that we'll have the answer before November 1st. It could I'm also be after that. generally available. It, well, oh. we're going to deliver it oh, right Chris away. Wallace we have go. all set up logistically. They're all set up. We have our military that delivers soldiers, and they can do two hundred thousand a day. They're going to be this is the same man. It's all set up by Easter. This would be gone away Ooh. by the warm weather. It'd be gone. Miraculous, like a miracle. And by the way, maybe you could inject some bleach in your arm, and that would take care of. Oh, that. Oh, that, so was man, sarcastic, that was said sarcastic. You know that. I, I <laughs> said sarcastic. And so here's the deal: this man is talking about a vaccine. Every serious. Every serious company is talking about maybe having a vaccine done by the end of the year. But the distribution of that vaccine will not occur until sometime beginning or the middle of next year to get it out. If we get the vaccine and pray God, we will. Pray God, we Mr. will. Mr. Vice President, I want to pick up, though, on the that. I, I want to pick up on this question, though. You say the wow. public can trust the scientists, but they can't trust President Trump. In fact, you said that again tonight. Your running mate, Senator Harris, goes further saying the public health experts, quote, will be muzzled, will be suppressed. Given the fact that polls already show that people are concerned about the vaccine and are reluctant to take it, are you and your running mate, Senator Harris, contributing to that fear? No more than the question you just asked him. You pointed mm. out he puts pressure and disagrees with his own scientists. But you're saying Everybody you can't, or, or Senator and Harris is saying no, you can't trust the scientists. No, well, no, no, you can trust the scientists. She didn't say that. You can't. She, she said the public health experts quote will be muzzled, will yes. be suppressed. Well, that's what he's going to try to do. But there's millions of scientists, there's thousands of scientists out there, like here at this great hospital, that don't work for him. Their job doesn't depend on him. That's not. There are the people. There, and by I the way, to the scientists that are in charge, by the way, they will have the vaccine very soon. Do you believe for a moment what he's telling you? 
in light of all the lies he's told you about the whole issue relating to COVID. Name it's one lie, Joe. Name one. That he knew this was happening, knew how dangerous it was going to be back in February. Is that really he Joe Biden? Tell you. He's on record as saying it. He panicked or he just looked at the stock market. One of the two, because guess what? A lot of people die and a lot more are going to die unless he gets a lot smarter. Ooh, that's a, a threat. Mr. President, did you use the word smart? So you said you went to Delaware State, but you forgot the name of your college. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Either the lowest Cheers. or almost the lowest in your class. Oh, oh. use the word smart, but don't ever use that word. Oh, give me. Oh, no yeah. There's nothing smart about you, Joe. Let's have this debate. If you would have had, let me just say I'm something, sorry, no. If you would have had the charge of what I was put through, I had to close the greatest economy in the history of our country. And by the way, now it's being built again. It's going, going up, up for the economy in the next segment. So. Okay. It's going up fast. Okay. I'm going to wear this every time he makes a boom. I'm just going to wear this hat. So far, the two of you have taken very different approaches. And this is going to affect how the virus wow. is handled going forward by whichever of you ends up becoming the next president. I want to quickly go through several of those. Reopenings. Vice President Biden, you have been much more reluctant than President Trump about reopening the economy and schools. Why, sir? Because he doesn't have a plan. If I were running, I'd know how, what the plan is. You've got to provide. <laughs> he just talks vaguely about a plan. Have the money to be able well, that's how he's going to win. He's trying. Well, he's trying, Mike. Sanitation they need. You have to provide well, them plastic gloves. Okay? Oh. Please just shush for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> And that's a drink. That's two times now. That's a drink. He won't even meet with them. The Republicans won't meet with them okay. in the Senate. And he, and he sits he sits on his golf course. And, well, I mean, literally, okay. think about it. You probably I'll play more than it. I do, Joe. Second <laughs> time he said that. He's got nothing original. Well, he wants to shut down this country. Oh. And I want to keep it open. And we you did a great thing by shutting it down. down. Wait a minute, Joe. Let me shut you down for a second, Joe. Just for one second. We want to... He wants to shut down the country. We just went through it. We had to because we didn't know anything about the disease. Now we found that elderly people with heart problems and uh, diabetes and different problems are very, very vulnerable. We learned a lot. Young children aren't. Uh, even younger people aren't. We've learned a lot. But he wants to shut it down. More people will be hurt by continuing. If you look at Pennsylvania, if you look at certain states that have been shut down, they have Democrat governors all. One of the reasons they're shut down is because they want to keep it shut down until after the election. Yeah. On November 3rd. Because it's a political thing. Chris Wallace is trying to talk over his point. Yeah. Chris Wallace is winning so far. Increasingly the debate. <laughs> Clearly. Total winner. And in fact, recently you have cited the issue of, of waiters touching their masks and touching plates. Oh, yeah. Are you. No, the, I think the, the masks are okay. Of, of you have masks. to understand, if you look, I mean, I have a mask right here. I put <laughs> a mask on it you know, when I think I need it. Tonight, as an example, everybody's had a test and you've had social distancing and all of the things that you have to, but I There's wear masks when needed. When needed, I wear masks. Okay, let me ask. I don't have, I don't wear masks like him. Every time you see him, he's got a mask. He, could be he was ready for that mask thing. That was great. He shows up with the biggest mask I've ever seen. <laughs> I will Vice, say, Vice, I will Vice, say Vice President Biden. Go ahead, sir. Look, the way to open businesses is give them the wherewithal to be able to open. We provided money. But I was asking you, sir, about masks. Well, masks. Masks. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. 
Man, Chris is kicking ass tonight. I'll drink that. <laughs> In social distance between now and January, we what is Biden reading from? Script? Looking down and reading something. Biden, you are holding much smaller events with nobody will show up. People with. In you holding the big rallies. Ouch. I guess the hat for the boom on that one. People want to hear what I have to say. I mean, are you not worried about us running as president? And I'll have 25, 35,000 people show up at airports. We use airports. Are you not worried about the people? Well, so far, we have had no problem whatsoever. It's outside. That's a big difference, according to the experts. And we do them outside. We have tremendous crowds, as you see. I mean, every and, and literally on 24 hours notice. And Joe does the circles and has three people someplace. Oh. reporter came up to him to ask him a question. He said, no, no, no. Stand back. Put on your mask. Put on a mask. Have you been tested? Oh, God. I'm way far away from those other people. But that's what he said. I can't. I'm going to be okay. He's not worried about you. He's not worried about the people out there breathing one another. We've had no negative effect. No negative effect. We've had no negative effect. And we've had... 35, 40,000 right. people wanted these rallies. Just yes. quickly finish yeah. up because I want to move on to our next. Yes, I would. He's been totally irresponsible the way in which he has handled the, the social distancing, the people wearing masks, basically encouraged them not to. All right. Ben, he's a fool. On this. If you could get the crowds, you would have done the same thing. But you can't. Ooh. Nobody can. Gentlemen, can we move on nobody to the economy? Gentlemen, can we move on to the economy? Yes. The economy is, I think it's fair to say, recovering faster than expected from the shutdown in the second quarter. The unemployment rate fell to 8.4% last month. The Federal Reserve says the hit to, to growth, which is going to be there, is not going to be nearly as big as they had expected. President Trump, you say we are in a V-shaped recovery. Vice President Biden, you say it's more of a K-shape. What difference does that mean to the American people in terms oh. of the economy. President Trump, in this segment, you go first. Christian Megan, welcome. The greatest economy in history. We closed it down because of the China plague. When the plague came in, we closed it. Good morning. It. Sunday morning. Psychologically, to hey. we should close it down. And he was wrong. Ladies and ladies. Two million people would be dead now. Instead of still 204,000 people is too much. One person is too much. Should have never happened from China. But what happened is... We closed it down and now we're reopening and we're doing record business. We had 10.4 million people in a four month period that we've put back into the workforce. That's a record, the likes of which nobody's ever seen before. And he wants to close down the, he will shut it down again. <laughs> he will destroy this country. You know, a lot of people between drugs and alcohol and depression, when you start shutting it down, you take a look at what's happening in some of your Democrat run states where they have these tough shutdowns. And I'm telling you, it's because they don't want to open it. One of them came out last week. You saw that. Oh, we're going to open up on November 9th. Why November 9th? Because it's after the election. They think they're hurting us by keeping them closed. They're hurting people. People know what to do. 
They can social distance. They can wash the hands. They can wear masks. They can do whatever they want. But they got to open these states up. When you look at North Carolina, when you look and these governors are under siege, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and a couple of others, you got to open these states up. It's not fair. You're talking about almost it's like being in prison. And you look at what's going on with divorce. Look at what's going on with alcoholism and drugs. It's a very, very sad thing. And he'll close down the whole country. This guy will close down the whole country and destroy our country. Our country is coming back incredibly well, setting records as it does it. We don't need somebody to come in and say, let's shut it down. All right. Your two minutes, sir. We're now moved to you. As I, as I said, posing the question, the president says it's a V-shaped recovery. You say it's a K-shaped recovery. What's the difference? The difference is millionaires and billionaires like you in the middle of COVID crisis have done very well. Another billionaires have made another $300 billion because of his profligate tax proposal and the only focus on the market. But you folks at home, you folks living in Scranton and Claymont and all the small towns and working class towns in America, how will you do it? This guy paid well, a total of $750 in oh. taxes. Sir, and he sir, oh. wait, wait, no. sir it's, oh. it's, I understand. You've agreed to the two minutes, so please let him have it. I get my time back. Ooh. The fact is that he has, in fact, worked on this in a way that he's going to be the first president of the United States to leave office, having fewer jobs in his administration than when he became president. Fewer jobs. And when he became friends, first one in American history. Secondly, the people who have lost their jobs are those people who have been on the front lines, those people who have been saving our lives, those people who have been out there dying, people who have been putting themselves in the way to make sure that we could all try to make it. And the idea that he is insisting that we go forward and open when you have almost half the states in America with a significant increase in COVID deaths and COVID mm -hmm. cases in the United States of America. That's right. He wants to open it up more. Why does he want to open it up? Why doesn't he take care of the America? You can't fix the economy until you fix the COVID crisis. And he has no intention of doing anything about making it better for you all at home in terms of your health and your safety. Schools, why are schools open? Because it costs a lot of money to open them safely. You know, they were going to give, his administration going to give the teachers and school students masks. And then they decided, no, couldn't do that because it's not a national emergency. Not a national emergency. They've done nothing to help small businesses. Nothing. They're closing. One in six is now gone. He ought to get on the job and take care of the needs of the American people so we can open safely. All right. Your time is up, sir. We are going to get to I'm, I'm just to kidding. Well, you both got two minutes, sir. Excuse me. He made a statement. So did people you. want their schools. Oh, people want their schools. No, Chris is getting hard. Be shut down. They don't want their state shut down. They want their restaurants. I look at New York. It's so sad what's happening in New York. It's almost like a ghost town. And I'm not sure it can ever recover what they've done in New York. That's true. People want their places open. They want to get back to their lives. People They'll be careful, be but they want their schools open. Okay. Want I'm the one safe. that brought back football. By the way, I brought back Big Ten <laughs> football. It was me, and I'm very happy to do it. And All right, people of Ohio are very proud of me. And you know we're how I that? When we're gentlemen, we're going to get to your economic plans going forward in a moment. But first, Mr. Mm -hmm. President, as you well know, there's a new report that in 2016, the year you were elected president, and 2017, your first year as president, that you paid $750 a year in federal income tax each of those years. 
I know that you pay a lot of other taxes, but I'm asking you the specific question. Is it true that you paid $750 in federal income taxes each of those two years? I paid millions of dollars in taxes, millions of dollars of income tax. And let me just tell you, there was a story in one of the papers. I paid, I paid $38 million one year. I paid $27 million Show us your tax year. I went, uh, you'll see it as soon as it's finished. You'll see it. You know, oh. if you want to do, go to the Board of Elections. There's a 118-page or so report that says everything I have, every bank I have, I'm totally under leveraged because the assets are extremely good. And we have a very, we have a, we, I built Sir, a great I'm asking company. you a specific question. Which is, but let me tell you. I, I understand all of that. Here we go. I understand all of that. But, but that me, I, no, Mr. President. Oh, I'm no. I'm asking you a question. Will I'll you tell that. us how much you paid in federal income taxes? He just told you, you fuck face. Millions of dollars. You paid millions of dollars? Millions of dollars. So yes. not seven hundred Millions of dollars. And you'll get to see it. I, I, and you'll get to when? see it. But let me well, Chris wants it now. Let me just say something. That <laughs> it was the tax laws. I don't want to pay tax. Before I came here, I was a private developer. I was a private business people. Like every other private person, unless they're stupid, they go through... <laughs> the laws and that's what it is he passed a tax bill that gave us all these privileges for depreciation and for uh, tax credits we built the building and we get tax credits like the hotel on pennsylvania avenue you get okay. a massive which by the way was given to me by the obama administration if you can believe that now the man got fired no, 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 right no. after that happened but vice president a... biden you want to respond yeah i do want to respond oh here we go the tax code that made him Put him in a position that he pays less tax than a yes, school teacher make on the money a school teacher makes is because of him take he says he's smart because he can take advantage of the tax code and he does take advantage of the tax code that's why i'm going to eliminate the trump tax cuts and we're going to we're going to eliminate those tax okay. cuts and make sure that we invest in the people who in fact need the help People out there need help. But why didn't I you do it over 20, the last 25 years? Because you are president screwing no, things up. You're oh, you're the worst oh. president America has ever had. Oh. You know, let, me, let me just say, Joe, I've done more in in 47 months. I've done more than you've done in 47 years, Joe. We've done things that you never even thought of doing, okay. including fixing the broken. That's a drink, everybody. Taking care we're of talking, Mr. President, we're talking about the economy. I'd like to ask you about your plans going forward, because, uh, Mr. Vice President, your economic plan were <coughs> to be elected president. Oh, he's coughing. This is a lot on big government, big taxes. Oh, no, that was Mike Barrett. I want to focus first that. on the taxes. That was you proposed more than four trillion dollars over a decade in new taxes on individuals making more than $400,000 a year and on corporations. President Trump says that that kind of an increase in taxes is going to hurt the economy as it's just coming out of a recession. Well, just take a look at what is the, the analysis done by Wall Street firms. It points out that my, my economic plan would create 7 million more jobs than his in four years, number one. And number two, it would create an additional $1 trillion in economic growth because it would be about buying American. That we have to, we're going to make this federal government spend $600 billion here on everything from ships to steel to buildings and the like. And under my proposal, we're going to make sure that every penny of that has to be made by a 
company respectfully, sir, I'm talking about taxes, not spending. Biden's eyes are dark because they're massively dilated from the drugs that he's on. The corporate tax, 28 percent. It shouldn't be 21 percent. Absolutely. 19 companies. I want what Joe's on. I mean, in the Fortune 500, they don't pay a single penny in tax, making billions of dollars. Because Obama. Because you, in fact, passed that. That was right. your I tax proposal. I got it done. And you know what happened? Yeah, you got it done. Our economy boomed. And like it's it, never boomed. The economy oh, is busted. Mr. President, let me pick up on that. You would continue your free market approach, lower taxes, more sweating profusely here. Not lower taxes for American people. <laughs> but in, but mm. in Obama's, you talk about the economy booming. It turns out that in Obama's final three years as president, more jobs were created, a million and a half more jobs. Oh, my God. In the first three years of your presidency. They had the slowest recovery since 19, economic recovery since 1929. It was the slowest recovery. Also, they took over something that was down here. All you had to do is turn on the lights and you pick up a lot. But they had the well, slowest economic recovery since 1929. Let me tell you about the stock market. Yeah. When the stock market goes up, that means jobs. It also means 401ks. If you got in, if you ever became president with your ideas, you want to terminate my tax, my taxes, I, I'll tell you what, you'll lose half of the companies that have poured in here will leave. And plenty half of companies, companies that are already here, they'll leave from other places. Have they will leave and you will have a depression, the likes of which you've never seen. Look, we inherited the worst recession short of a depression God. in American history. I was asked to bring it back. We were able to have an economic recovery that created the jobs you're talking about. We handed him a booming economy. He blew it. It wasn't he blew booming. It. He blew it. It wasn't booming. It, it, was, was, a, it was the weakest the, recovery well, sir, is since to, Wait, wait. Is it, fair to, is it fair to say he blew it when, in when fact, there was, re- when there was record un- low unemployment yeah. before COVID? Yeah, but, but because what he did, even before COVID, manufacturing went in the hole. Manufacturing went in a hole. Excuse number me, Chris. Wait. Number two. Chris. Number three. They said they, it would take. They, no, you're number two. No. Chris, Chris. They said it would this take guy. a miracle to bring back manufacturing. I brought back 700,000 jobs. They brought back nothing. They gave up on manufacturing. We did not. Standard fair. I'm the guy that he brought totally back gave the up on manufacturing. Right. We brought back. I was asked to bring back Chrysler and General Motors. We brought them back right here in the state of Ohio and Michigan. He blew it. They're gone. He blew it. And in fact, they're going. Ohio had the best year it's ever had last year. Michigan had the best year they've ever had. That is not true. Many car companies came in from Germany, from Japan, went to Michigan, went to Ohio. They're not having And they didn't come in with you. Mr. Vice President. And so you take a look at what he's actually done. He's done very little. His trade deals are the same way. He talks about these great trade deals. You know, he talks about the art of the deal. China's made perfected the art of the steel. We have a higher <laughs> deficit with China now than we did before. We that have the highest deficit trade deficit China with Mexico. Lunch. That right, ate your lunch. China ate your lunch, Joe. And no wonder yep. your son goes in and he takes out he takes out Strength. billions of dollars. Drinking. Takes out billions of dollars to manage. Here we go. Makes millions of dollars. And also, Since while we're at through. it, why is it just Here we go. curiosity? The mayor of Moscow's wife gave your son three and a half million dollars. What did he true. do to deserve it? That what did he do with Marissa to deserve that. 180000 I'm going to down my drink after that one. None of that is true. It's totally discredited. Totally discredited. Oh, yeah. Well, wait, he got three and a half million dollars? They just confirmed it the other day. 
Totally discredited, Mike Mayer. <laughs> Mr. President. <laughs> tizzy. I'm going to tizzy. His feelings are hurt. With no experience in energy. Mr. President, please. That's exactly it. Thoroughly disclaimed by who? And the the media. By everybody. Well, by the by media, the media by, by our allies, by the World Bank, by, by Kamala. By everyone as discredited. Uh oh. Matter of fact, matter he's going to pass out. Under oath. So let me ask you this. Oh, Chris to the rescue. He testified under oath in his administration, said, I did my job and I did it very well. Oh, I really? did it I'd honorably. Like they are. Every, well, I'll give you the list I'll of the people them. who testified. No, no, go ahead, sir. Sure, you, they, you've already fired most of them because they did some a good job. Some people don't well, do a good job. Well, here's it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, it's hard to get any word in with this clown. Oh, hey, Casey, did you hear that? The, the name calling just isn't going to work for Biden. It's yeah. not. Third time now. That's three. I'm counting. Talk about families and ethics. I don't want to do that. I mean, his family. Oh, my God. Look how he is high. My family lost a fortune for coming down and helping us with government. Go ahead. Go ahead. Mr. President. My family or his family. It's about your family. This is his strategy. He talks to the people. This is it. He's done it. Well, that's a start. Every every time Biden starts to lose track, Wallace talk. starts talking. Yeah. Every time Biden goes, Wallace starts talking. Can I be honest? It's a very important question. No, I he stood up. No, I, the answer to the question is no. Ukraine. No, I, oh, oh, oh. Is he wearing pants? You know what? You're not true. You're doing it. You're going to have true. Gentlemen, I hate to raise my voice, but I see it seems to be why shouldn't I be different than the two of you? So here's the deal. We have six segments. We have ended that segment. We're going to go to the next segment. In that segment, you each are going to have two uninterrupted moments. In those two uninterrupted minutes, Mr. President, you can say anything you want. I've been asked a question about race, but if you want to answer about something else, go ahead. But we, we, I think that the country would be better served if we allowed both people to speak with fewer interruptions. I, I'm appealing to you, sir, to do that. Well, and him too. Well, frankly, you've been doing more interruptions. Oh, oh. He does plenty. Well, less than you, sir, less than, no, less than you have. Let's please oh continue God. on. The issue of race. Vice President Biden, you say that President Trump's response to the violence in Charlottesville three years ago when he talked about very fine people on both sides was what directly led you to launch this run for president. Oh, yes. President Trump, you have often said that you believe you have done more for black Americans than any president with the possible exception of Abraham Lincoln. My question for the two of you is why should voters trust you rather than your opponent to deal with the race issues facing this country over the next four years. Vice President Biden, you go first. It's about equity and equality. It's about decency. It's about the Constitution. And we have never walked away from trying to require equity for everyone, equality for the whole America. But we've never accomplished it. We've never walked away from it like he has done. 
The reason I got in the race is the most people. Close your eyes. Remember what those people look like coming out of the fields, carrying torches, their veins bulging, shooting, and just spewing anti-Semitic bile, oh. and accompanied by the Ku Klux Klan. A young woman got killed. And they asked the president what he thought. He said there were very fine people on both sides. No president has ever said anything thing. like that. It, it, it is now second, sir. Second point I'd make to you is that when Floyd was killed, when Mr. Floyd was killed, fake. There was a peaceful yeah. protest in front of the White House. What did he do? He came out of his bunker, had the military do use tear gas on him so he could walk across to a church and hold up a Bible. And then what happened after that? The bishop of that very church said that it was the disgrace. The general who was with him said he all he, all he ever wants to do is divide people, not unite people at all. This is a president who has used everything as a dog whistle to try Ooh. to generate racist hatred, that's drink. racist division. This is a man who, in fact, you talk about helping African-Americans. One in 1,000 African-Americans has been killed because of the coronavirus. And if he doesn't do something quickly, by the end of the year, one in 500 will have been killed. One in 500 African-Americans. This man, this man is the, is the savior of African-Americans. This man cares at all. This man's done virtually nothing. Look, the fact is that you have to look at what he talks about. You have to look at what he did. And what he did has been disastrous. What have you done? So, President Trump, you have two minutes. Why should... Americans trust you over your opponent to deal with racism. They did a crime bill, 1994, where you called them super predators, African Americans, super predators, and they've never oh. forgotten it. They've never forgotten it, Jefferson. No, 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 sir, it's his stupid. You did that, and they called you a super predator, and I'm letting people out of jail now that you have treated the African American population community, you have treated the black community about as bad as anybody in this country. You did the 1990, and that's why, if you look at the polls, I'm doing better than any Republican has done in a long time, because they saw what you did. You call them super predators, and you put them worse than that, because you look back at your testimony over the years, you've called them a lot worse than that. As far as the church is concerned, and as far as the generals are concerned, we just got the support of 200, 250 military leaders and generals, total support. Law enforcement, almost every law enforcement group in the United States. I have Florida, I have Texas, I have Ohio, I have every, excuse me, Portland. The sheriff just came out today and he said, I support President Trump. I don't think you have any law enforcement. You can't even say the word law enforcement because if you say those words, you're gonna lose all of your radical left supporters. And why aren't you saying those words, Joe? Why don't you say the words law enforcement? Because you know what, if they called us in Portland, we would put out that fire in a half an hour, but they won't do it because they're run by radical left Democrats. If you look at Chicago, if you look at any place you want to look, Seattle, they heard we were coming in the following day and they put up their hands and we got back Seattle. Minneapolis, we got it back, Joe, because we believe in law and order, but you don't. The top 10 cities and just about the top 40 cities are run by Democrats, and in many cases, radical left. And they've got you wrapped around their finger, Joe, to a point where you don't want to say anything about law and order. And I'll tell you what, the people of this country want and demand law and order, and you're afraid to even say it. Ooh. All right. I want, to, I want to return to the question of race. A drink to that, I guess. Vice President Biden, after the grand jury and the <laughs> hey, Don't shake, Christian. Case, decided not to charge any of the police 
with homicide. You said it raised. Trump, the- Trump should have hit him back on the very fine people hoax and said, that's a lie. I never said that and said what he did say, which is, and I'm not talking about the white supremacists here. Justice for blacks in this country. Yes, there is a systemic injustice in this country, in education and work and in, in law enforcement and the, and the way in which it's enforced. But look, the vast majority of police officers are good, decent, honorable men and women. They risk their lives every day to take care of us. But there are some bad apples. And when they occur, when they find them, they have to be sorted out. They have to be held accountable. They have to be held accountable. And what I'm going to do as President of the United States is call a, a together an entire group of people at the White House, well, everything from the civil rights groups to the police officers, the police chiefs, and we're going to work this out. We're going to work this out. So we change the way in which we have more transparency in when these things happen. These cops aren't happy to see what happened to, to, to George Floyd. These com- cops aren't happy to see what happened to Breonna Taylor. With George Floyd, which Most one? don't like it. One, but two, we three. have to have a system where people are held accountable. When, and by the way, violence in response is never appropriate. Never appropriate. Peaceful protest is. Violence is never appropriate. Right. What is peace for the protest? When they run through the middle President, of the town President Trump and burn Ooh, down oh, oh, Chris Wallace field, on the attack. Oh, here we go. I'd like to continue with the yes, issue of race. I promise we're going to get to the issue of law and order in a moment. This month, your administration uh, directed federal agencies to end racial sensitivity training that addresses white privilege or critical race theory. Why did you decide to do that, to end racial sensitivity training? And do you believe that there is systemic racism in this country, sir? I ended it because it's racist. I ended it because a lot of people were complaining that they were asked to do things that were absolutely insane, that it was a radical revolution that was taking place in our military, uh, in our schools, all over the place, and you know it, and so does what, everybody what, what else. Radical, and he would know. What is oh, radical totally about racial? racial? Again, he won't let him answer. He just keeps no. interrupting. No, he's running too. He's running too. Sort of a reversal. And if you look at the people, we were paying people hundreds of thousands of dollars to teach very bad ideas and, frankly, very sick ideas. And and really, they were teaching people to hate our country. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to allow that to happen. We have to go back to the core values of this country. They were teaching Amen. people that our country is a horrible place, it's a racist place, and they were teaching people to hate our country. And I'm no not going to allow that to happen. Vice President Biden? Nobody's doing that. He's just, he's oh, the racist. Just, you just don't. Here's the deal. I, I know a lot more about you know, that. Let him finish. <laughs> the fact is that there is whoa, whoa, whoa. racial insensitivity. People have to be made aware of what other people feel like. What feelings, what insults them, what is demeaning to them? It's no, they don't want to. Many people don't want to hurt other people's feelings, but it's it makes a big difference. It makes a gigantic difference. In the way a child is able to grow up and have a, self, a sense of self-esteem. It's a little bit like how this guy and, and his friends look down on so many people. They look down their nose on people like Irish Catholics like me and grew up in Scranton. They look down on people who don't have money. They look down on people who are of a different faith. They look down on people who are a different color. In fact, we're all Americans. The only way we're going to bring this country together is bring everybody together. There's nothing we cannot do if we do it together. We can take this on and we can defeat racism. I mean, President Trump, sir. During the Obama (laughs) 
Biden administration, there was tremendous division. There was hatred. You look at uh, Ferguson, you look at, you go to very many places. Look at Oakland. Look what happened in Oakland. Look what happened in Baltimore. Look what happened. Frankly, it was more violent than what I'm even seeing now. But the reason is is that the Democrats that run these cities don't want to talk like you about law and order. Violent crime. You still haven't mentioned. Are you in favor of law and order? I'm in favor of law. You follow. Are you in favor of law and order? Go ahead. You ask a question. Let him finish. Law and order. Let him. Law and order with justice where people fairly. We have no argument. Crime went down 17 percent, 15 percent in our administration. All right, it's gone up on his watch. Went down he, much more. He, he had, all right, we're, we're he done. You're right. Mr. The president, you're going to be very happy because we're not going to talk about law and order. We had trouble with he doesn't let Trump finish his, his point. There has been a dramatic increase in homicides in America this summer, particularly, and you often blame that on Democratic mayors and Democratic governors, but in fact, there have been equivalent spikes in Republican-led cities like Tulsa and Fort Worth. So the question is, is this really a party issue? I think it's a party issue. You can bring in a couple of examples, but if you look at Chicago, what's going on in Chicago, where 53 people were shot and eight died shot. If you look at New York, where it's going up like nobody's ever seen anything, the numbers are going up 100, 150, 200 percent. A crime. It's, it is city. crazy what's going on. And he doesn't want to say law and order because he can't, because he'll lose his radical left supporters. And once he does that, it's over with. But if he ever got to run this country and they ran it the way he would want to run it, we would have we would our suburbs would be gone. By the way, our suburbs would be gone. And you would see problems like you never would know a right. suburb unless you took a wrong turn. Oh, I know suburbs. Ooh. Ooh. No, I was Burn. Wait a minute. Suburbs. This is not 1950. All these dog whistles on racism don't work anymore. Oh, wow. I bet it I bet it burns when Biden pees. <laughs> that sounds like it hurts. White and Hispanic in the same car as there have been any time in, in the past. What's, what really is a threat to the suburbs and their safety is his failure to deal with COVID. They're dying in the suburbs. His failure to deal with the environment. They're being flooded. They're being burned out because he has refusal to do anything. That's why I do want to talk about this issue of law and order, though. And in the joint recommendation that came from the Biden Bernie Sanders task force, you talked about, quote, reimagining policing. First of all, what does reimagining policing mean? And do you support it means let me I might finish the question. What does reimagining policing mean? And do you support the Black Lives Matter? Oh, oh, here we go. uh, called for uh for community i can do that too look what i support is the police having the opportunity to deal with the problems they face and i'm not totally opposed to defunding the police officers as a matter of fact police local police the only one defunding in his budget calls for a 400 million dollar cut in local law enforcement assistance police they need more assistance they need, when they show up for a 9-11 call, to have someone with them as a psychologist or psychiatrist to keep them from having to use force and be able to talk people down. We have to have community yeah, You need Dr. Phil with you. That's what he's saying. The officers get to know the people. In we the have a team in Detroit that does that, and they're not cops. It didn't go up. It went team down. of uh, Dr. Phil's. So we have to be That's not what they're talking about, Chris. That's not what they're talking about. 
That's He's exactly. talking about defunding the that, yeah. that guys of power plant is on he fire. Any law for his he has no law enforcement. That's not true. Almost that's not. not true. Oh, really? Who do you have? Name one group that supports you. Name one group that came out and supported you. Go ahead. Look, we have time. We don't have time oh, to do oh, that. Oh. All right. <laughs> we don't have time to do that. Oh, yeah. Time for another the drink. The post office is the only one, right? The Shriners. Peaceful. That have turned violent in Portland, Oregon, especially. We had a, more than 100 straight days of protests, which I think you would agree. You talk about peaceful protests. Many of those turned into riots. Oh, God, I didn't mean to click on that. You say that people who commit crime... <laughs> so damn fast. What, what was it, a dick pic? What That's what it? she said. She says a lot of shit. You are the Democratic Party right now. Have you ever called the Democratic mayor of Portland or the Democratic governor of Oregon and said, hey, you got to stop this, bring in the National Guard, do whatever it takes, but you've stopped oh, days and months of violence in Portland? I don't hold public office now. I mm. am a former vice president. I've made it clear. I've made it clear in my public statements that the violence should be prosecuted. It should be prosecuted. And anyone who commits it but should you've be never prosecuted. called for the people. That's the leader. Excuse me, sir. Oh, you've oh. never called for the leaders in Portland and so manly in Oregon to call us, bring in the National Guard and knock well, off 100 days of riot. They can, in fact, take care of it if he just stay out of the way oh oh out of line the middle of the street and they shot him order but three yes, days president trump to president president trump. Anything. i interrupted the u.s marshal oh here we go go ahead sir and by the way you know his own former spokesperson said you know riots and chaos and violence help his cause that's what this is all about i don't know who said i do oh oh Kellyanne Conway. I don't think she said that. So here's the, All right. well, here's the point. Is that that's what he is. Silly name you remember. He doesn't want to calm things down. Instead of going in and talking to people and saying, let's get everybody together, figure out how to deal with this. Come on, man. What's he do? He just pours gasoline in the fire constantly and every single solitary. Okay. And, and to end this button up this segment, I'm going to give you a minute to answer, sir. You have repeatedly criticized. Answer his You have stated You made a statement. I'm asking you. I would love to answer. I would love to answer. You know, if you want to switch seats. Oh, we can do that. But I'm sending the National Guard. It would be over. There'd be no problem. Is Jim Acosta there? Hey, where's Chris Wallace's? Where's his little poodle that he? And other left-wing extremist groups. Where's his drink? Are you willing tonight? to condemn white supremacists and militia groups and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? But go I, would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing. Not from the right. So what are you? What are you? you look, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see oh, peace. Then do it, sir. He keeps it. interrupting him. Yeah. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. 
somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left. Because oh. this is not a right-wing problem. This, this is a left-wing problem. Antifa's an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Not malicious. That's what okay. it is tonight. Oh, he likes... Did you guys hear that? Well, then, you know what? No, 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 we're done, we're done sir. Oh. Yeah. So Wallace just talked over Trump for the whole minute of his time, basically talked over him, and then said, we're out. Give me a fucking break. Antifa is a dangerous All right, radical. Gentlemen, we're oh, here we go. Oh, they lowered his mic. Yes. Mm -hmm. When the president seeks a second term, it is generally a referendum on There's his Wallace. record. But Vice President Biden, you like to quote one of your dad's sayings, which is, don't compare me to the almighty, compare me to the alternative. And in this case, sir, you are the alternative. Looking at both of your records, I'm going to ask each of you, why should voters elect you president over your opponent in this segment? President Trump, you go first two minutes. Because there has never been an administration or president who has done more than I've done in a period of three and a half years. And that's despite the impeachment hoax. And you saw what happened today with Hillary Clinton, where it was a whole big con job. But despite going through all of these things, where I had to fight both flanks and behind me and above, there has never been an administration that's done what I've done. The greatest, before COVID came in, the greatest economy in history, lowest unemployment numbers. Everything was good. Everything was going. And by the way, there was unity going to happen. People were calling me for the first time in years. They were calling and they were saying, it's time maybe. And then what happened? We got hit, but now we're building it back up again. A rebuilding of the military, including Space Force and all of the other things. Space Force. Hey, this hey, one's for Space Force. The, the zero, <laughs> which was a I need another drink. 308,000 people died because they didn't have proper health care. It, it was a mess. And we now got a 91% approval rating at the VA, our vets. We take care of our vets. But we've rebuilt our military. The job that we've done, and, and I'll tell you something, some people say maybe the most important. By the end of the first term, I'll have approximately 300 federal judges and court of appeals judges, 300, and hopefully three great Supreme Court judges, justices. That is a record, the likes of which very few people, and you know one of the reasons I'll have so many judges? Because President Obama and him left me 128 judges to fill. When you leave office, you don't leave any judges. That's like, you just don't do that. They left 128 openings. And if I were a member of his party, because they have a little different philosophy, I'd say, if you left us 128 openings, you can't be a good president. You can't be a good vice president. But I want to thank you because it gives us almost It'll probably be above that number by the end of this term. Sorry, 300 judges. It's a record. Looking at both your records, why should voters elect you president as opposed to President Under Trump? You have president, two minutes uninterrupted. Under this president, we become weaker, sicker, poorer, more divided, and more violent. When I was vice president, we inherited a recession. I was asked to fix it. I did. We left him a booming economy. A booming. And he caused a recession. With regard to being weaker, the fact is that I've gone head to head with Putin and made it clear to him we're not going to take any of his stuff. God, his pupils are black. Oh, I know. Christian, what do you think? I think his eyes are dilated because he's pumped up on, a, I don't know, adrenaline. Would adrenaline do that to you? You know, I'm not sure. Let me ask my pharmacist best friend.
Well, hold on, Chris. Is... Oh, he's getting reprimanded. Why don't you observe what your campaign agreed to as a ground rule, okay, sir? He never keeps his word. No, 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 my eyeballs. That was a rhetorical question. Oh, oh, oh. And the law down. Yes, you may have. All right, go ahead. So, thirdly, we're poor. The billionaires have gotten much much more wealthy by a tune of over three to four hundred billion dollars more just since COVID. You and the home, you got less. You're in more trouble than you were Fact before. is only strategy. In terms of being more violent, when we were in office, there were 15% less okay. violence in America than there is today. He's president of the United States. It's on his watch. And with regard to more divided, the nation can't stay divided. We can't be this way. And speaking of my son, the way you talk about the military, the way you talk about them being losers and being and, 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 and just being suckers, my son was in Iraq. He spent a year there. He got he got the Brown Star. He got the Conspicuous Service Medal. He was not a loser. He was a patriot. And the people left behind oh, there really? were heroes. Really? And I resent Are you talking about Hunter? Hunter? Are you talking I'm about talking about my son, Bo Biden. You're talking about know. Know. Hit him back. You better hit him, Trump. Hunter got thrown out of the military. He was thrown out dishonorably discharged. That's not true. For it wasn't cocaine use. And he didn't have a job until you became vice president. Cocaine violated pupils. He made a fortune in Ukraine, in China, Adderall, and various other places. Ketamine. That's how he learned how to sniff it from Hunter, obviously. Like a lot of people we know at home had a drug problem. He's overtaken it. He's, he's they were drug addicts or what? Worked on it. And I'm proud of him. But why was he given tens son. of millions All right. Dollars. But he wasn't given right. tens of millions of That is totally, that's been totally discredited. We've already been through this. I think the American people would rather hear about more substantial so subjects. Well, you know, as the moderator, sir, I'm going to make it. Oh, he's a moderator? Three and a half million okay, dollars right. from the Let's mayor of Moscow. Let's talk about not true. Oh, here we go. I was credited. I, I, I Romney on that committee said it wasn't worth taxpayers' that, money, that report. It was written for political reasons. You know, I'd like to talk about climate change. So would I. Okay. Geoengineering? Forest fires in the West are raging now. They have burned millions of acres. They have displaced hundreds of thousands of people. It's a train. When state officials there blame the fires on climate change, Mr. President, you said, I don't think the science knows. Over your four years, you have pulled the U.S. out of the Paris Climate Accord. You have rolled back a number of Obama environmental records. What do you believe about the science of climate change? And what will you do in the next four years to confront I want crystal clean water and air. I want beautiful, clean air. We have now the lowest carbon. If you look at our numbers right now, we are doing phenomenally. But I haven't destroyed our businesses. Our businesses aren't put out of commission. If you look at the Paris Accord, it was a disaster from our standpoint. And people are actually very happy about what's going on because our businesses are doing well. As far as the fires are concerned, you need forest management in addition to everything else. The forest floors are loaded up with trees, dead trees that are years old and they're like tinder and leaves and everything else. You drop a cigarette in there, the whole forest burns down. You've got to have forest management. What do you, believe, what do you believe about the science of climate change? 
I believe that we have to have immaculate air, immaculate water, and do whatever else we Immaculate's can. good. You know, we're planting a billion trees, the Billion Tree Project, and it's very exciting. Do you believe that, that human pollution, gas, greenhouse gas emissions contributes oh, to the global go. warming of the planet? I think planet? a lot of things do, but I think to an extent, yes. I think to an extent, yes. But I also think we have to do better management of our forests every year. I get the call. California's burning. California's burning. If that was cleaned, if that were, if you had forest management, good forest management, you wouldn't be getting those calls. You know, in Europe, they live their forest cities. They're called forest cities. They maintain their forests. They manage their forests. I was with the head of a major country. It's a forest city. He said, sir, we have trees that are far more, they, they ignite much easier than California. There shouldn't be that problem. I spoke with the governor about it. I'm getting along very well with the governor. But I said, you know, at some point, you can't every year have hundreds of thousands of acres of land just burned to the ground. But, sir, That's burning down because of a lack of But management. sir, if you believe in the science of climate change, why have you rolled back the Obama clean power plan, which limited carbon emissions in power plants. Why Sir, because it was driving energy prices through the sky. Why have you relaxed fuel economy? Yeah, you show them, Chris. You show them. We're going to create more pollution from cars. Well, not cars. really, because what's happening is the car God. is much less expensive so and it's eloquent. a much safer car. And you're talking about a tiny difference. And then what would happen because of the cost of the car, you would have at least double and triple the number of cars purchased. We have the old slugs out there that are 10, 12 years old. If you did that, the car would be safer. It would be much cheaper by $3,500. No, but it would take a lot of cars off the market because people would be able to afford a car. Now, so, and by the way, we're going to see how that turns out. But a lot of people agree with me, people. I heard that. Casey or, or, yeah, I was curious. No, Casey, he burped. And no, no, that's my. And I'm okay with electric cars too. I think I think it was a burp. God. What they've done in Guys, the power plant's on fire. Vice President Biden, I'd like you to, to respond to the president's he, climate change record, but I also want to ask you. He looks like my. Uh, sir, you proposed two first grade teacher. In green jobs. You talk about new limits, not abolishing, but new limits on fracking. Are you drinking? The use of fossil fuels to generate electricity. What a weird statement. And zero. Hey, Dave. He's back. Whoa. The president says a lot of these things would tank the economy and cost millions of jobs. He's absolutely wrong, number one. Number two, if in fact, when, when our, during our administration, the Recovery Act, I Oops. was able, I was in charge, able to bring down the cost of renewable energy. Yeah, Chris Wallace. Cheaper than or as cheap as coal and gas and oil. Nobody's going to build another. Uh, uh, she burped. Plant in America. It was loud. No one's going to build another oil pipeline. They're going to move to renewable. She does it all the time. Number, number two, we're going to make sure that we are able to take the federal fleet and turn it into a fleet that's run. Where's that bottle service at? Yeah, sure. We're going to put five hundred thousand charging stations and all of the highways that we're going to be building in the future. I just want to say I think Trump is doing an excellent job of debating Chris Wallace tonight. One hundred percent. I don't know. I think Chris Wallace is doing better than Joe Biden. That's my yeah. pick. Yeah, he is. Biden's in third. Biden's in third. So many things that we can do now to create thousands and thousands of jobs. What is it? What? Give me one. Excuse me, ma'am. Ma'am. 
Sorry. I'm, I'm moderating, please. I'm having a Karen yeah. moment right now. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. We, we talked about this. No burping, rather. Christian, the attitude I'm worried about. Ron Paul had a stroke and sounds better than Biden. Ma'am, ma'am, please hold your comments, please. No applause. Unruly. Tony says I gotta take a Biden pee break. Is that, is that okay in the rules? Or? Okay, that, the first one was a warning, okay? First one was a warning. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Simadana. Go ahead. Unbelievable. Stop tearing down the forest. And if you don't, then you're going to have serious. Karen, actually tearing down the forest would, would stop the forest than, fires. Yeah, yeah. stop the burning. That you have to balance environmental interests and economic interests, and he's drawn his line. Well, he hadn't drawn a line. He still, for example, makes sure that we. He wants to make sure that <laughs> methane is not a problem. We can we can now emit more methane without it being a problem. I heard math. This is a guy who says that you don't. I'm emitting lots of methane today. I had Burger King onion rings for lunch. <laughs> That will do it every time, Mike. Jesus, dude. Just don't. Don't. Just don't. Every three months, I make the mistake. Don't do it. You're better than that. I'm talking about they want to and rebuild the building. It's the dumbest, most where airplanes are out of business, where two car systems are out, where they want to take out the cows. Not true. This is a That's more money. That our country could make in a hundred years, it will not be the case. All right, let me, let me, let me, let me because, because, because I actually agreed, sir. I actually have studied your plan. Oh, he studied. Was upgrading four million buildings, weatherizing yes. two million homes over four years, building yeah. one and a half million energy efficient homes. I'm sure Joe wrote that. To come, some mm. the president is saying, Method man. <laughs> who support the president would say that sounds like it's going to cost a lot of. To create thousands and millions of jobs, good paying jobs. But let them finish, sir. Oh, they Chris is in a tizzy. Create millions of good paying jobs, and these tax incentives. Did he say billions? Uh, he said bazillions. That's what he said. Bazillions. Look how much we're paying now to deal with the hurricanes. With the deal with by the way, an answer for hurricanes. He said maybe we should drop a nuclear weapon on them. That he made. I never said that. That's oh, made it up. Uh, and here's the deal. You make up we, we are going to be in a position where we can create hard, hard, good jobs by making sure the environment is clean and we all are in better shape. Yeah, the green-collar jobs that Hillary promised in 2008, right? Rising seas. We're in real trouble. Look what's happened just in the Midwest with these storms that come through and wipe out entire sections and counties in Iowa. They didn't happen before. They're because of global warming. What's that? We make up 15 What's he talking about? World's problem. We, in fact, but the rest of the world, come on, man. Come along. That's what come we on, have man. Into, back come into on, man. The Paris Accord. All right, gentlemen. Wait a minute, Chris. So why didn't he do it for 47 years? You were vice president. Why didn't you get the world? China sends up real dirt into there. Russia does. India does. They all do. We're supposed to be good. And by the way, he made a couple of statements. 
The Green New Deal is a hundred trillion dollars. That is not a big deal. That's Green New Deal. Come on, man. Order, order. I don't charge at this debate. They went with it. I never said it. Okay. That is what he did is he said, us, like, he called the military stupid Oh. Oh. Again, Trump, he filibusters Trump. He talks over him constantly, Wallace does. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Answer his, his final question. Chris. The final question is, I can't remember which of all is ranting. <laughs> I'm having a little trouble myself. But, uh, and, and about the economy and about the Come question. on, man. I forgot the question. I mean, the Green New Deal and the idea of what, what your environmental change will do. The Green New Deal will pay for itself as we move forward. Christian are going to build plants that are great polluting plants. Are you going to build the Green New Deal? Pardon me? You support? No, I don't support the Green New Deal. You don't? Oh, oh, well, that's a big that. statement. I support <laughs> the, yeah. the radical left. I support the Biden plan. Oh, okay. I'm having this too much, too good. It's different than what he calls the radical Green New Deal. All right, gentlemen, final segment election integrity. As we meet tonight, final segment of Americans yep. are receiving mail in ballots. No, no, it started at six. 30 minutes. Should we be that this will be a fair election? And what are you prepared to do over the next five plus weeks? Because it'll not only be to election day, but also counting some ballots, mail-in ballots after election day. What are you prepared to do to reassure the American people that the next president will be the legitimate winner of this election? In this final segment, Mr. Vice President, you go first. Prepared to let people vote. We should go to IWillVote.com decide how they're going, going there now when they're going to vote and what means by which they're going to vote his own homeland security director and as well as the fbi director says there is no evidence at all that mail-in ballots are a source of of being manipulated and cheating <laughs> the fact is that they're just going to be really, they just got video of guys throwing them in the dumpsters he does by the way he sits behind the resolute desk and sends his ballot to florida number one number two we're going to make sure that those people who want to vote in person are able to vote because enough poll watchers are there to make sure they can socially distance. Poll dancers or watchers? On time, and their polls stay open until the votes are counted. And this is all about trying to dissuade people from voting because he's trying to, con to scare people into thinking that it's not going to be legitimate. Show up and vote. You will determine the outcome of this election. Vote 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 if you're able to vote early in your state vote early if you're able to vote in person, often vote in person vote whatever way is the best way for you because you will he cannot stop you from being able to determine the outcome of this election and in terms of <laughs> that's true we can't and they're all counted that will be accepted if i win that will be accepted if i lose that will be accepted but by the way if in fact he says he's not sure what he's going to accept well let me tell you something it doesn't matter because if we get the votes, it's going to be all over. He's going to, he can't stay in power. It won't happen. It won't happen. So vote. Just make sure you understand you have it in your control to determine what this country is going to look like the next four years. Is it going to change Mr. President, four more years of these lies? Mr. President, two minutes. So when I listened to Joe talking about a transition, uh, there's been no transition from when I won. I won that election. And if you look at look at Hillary Clinton, if you look at all of the different people, 
Uh, there was no transition because they came after me trying to do a coup. They oh. came after me spying on my campaign. They cool. stood, the day I won and even Strike before my. I won, from the day I came down the escalator with our first lady, they were a disaster. They were a disgrace to our country. And we've caught them. We've caught them all. We've got it all on tape. We've caught them all. And by the way, you gave the idea for the Logan Act against General Flynn. You better take a look at that because we caught you in a sense. And President Obama was sitting in the office. He knew about it, too. So don't tell me about a free transition. As far as the That's ballots right. are concerned, it's a disaster. A solicited ballot, okay, solicited is okay. You're soliciting. You're asking. They send it back. You send it back. I did that. If you have an unsolicited, they're sending millions of ballots all over the country. There's fraud. They found them in creeks. They found some with the name Trump. Just happened to have the name Trump just the other day in a waste paper basket. They're being sent all over the place. They sent two in a Democrat area. They sent out a thousand ballots. Everybody got two ballots. This is going to be a fraud like you've never seen. The other thing, it's nice on November 3rd, you're watching and you see who won the election. And I think we're going to do well because people are really happy with the job we've done. But you know what? Mm -hmm, we, mm -hmm. know. we might not know for months because these ballots are going to be all over. Take a look at what happened in Manhattan. Take a look at what happened in New Jersey. Take a look at what happened in Virginia and other places. They're not losing 2%, 1%, which, by the way, is too much. An election could be won or lost with that. They're losing 30 and 40%. It's a fraud and it's a shame. And can you imagine where they say, uh, you have to have your ballot in by November 10th. November 10th. That means that's seven days after the election <laughs> should have been announced. Okay. We have major states with it. Sir, all run by sir? Democrats. All run you're, by you're, Democrats. It's President God. Trump's a rigged election. I, I, you're going to be able to continue. You have been charging for money. <laughs> it's been going to be a disaster. <laughs> it's rigged. That it's going to lead to fraud. Christine. In 2018, in the last midterm election, 31 million people voted mail in voting. That was a quarter, more than a quarter of all the voters that year cast their ballots by mail. Now that millions of mail in ballots have gone out, what are you going to do about it? And are you counting on the Supreme Court, including a Justice Barrett? Yeah, I think we're counting on them to look at the ballots, definitely. I don't think we'll, I hope we don't need them in terms of the election itself. But for the ballots, I think so. Because what's happening is incredible. I just heard, I read today, where at least 1% of the ballots for 2016 were invalidated. They they take them, we don't like them, we don't like them. Well, they throw them out about if There are millions of ballots going out. You, do about you, it. Vote. you do a solicited that's ballot, no, no, that's I'm okay, not, or you go and vote. I'm asking you about the fact that millions of people... You oh. go and vote. You go and no, vote. Like they, is, like they used to the in the old... Millions of people. You either do, Chris, a solicited ballot where you're sending it in, they're sending it back, and you're sending... They have mailmen with lots of it. Did you see what's going on? Take a look at West Virginia, mailmen selling the ballots. They're being sold. They're being dumped in rivers. This is a horrible thing for our country. There is no, this is not. There is no. This is not going to end well. Okay. No this is not I, going I, to President end well. Five states had mail-in ballots for the last decade or more. Five, including two Republican states, and you don't have to solicit the ballot. It's sent to you. It's sent to your home. God. What we're saying is, they're saying is that it has to be a postmark by the time by election day. If it doesn't get in till the seventh, eighth, ninth, it still should be counted. 
He's just afraid of counting the votes. You're wrong. You're wrong. No, 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 no,
no one has established at all that there is fraud related to mail-in ballots. That somehow it's a fraudulent process. It's already been established. Take a look at Carolyn Saying it's already been established. I think there's something established. He has no idea what he's talking about. Here's the deal. The fact is, I will accept it. And he will too. You know why? Because once the winner is declared after all the all the ballots are counted, all the votes are counted, that'll be the end of it. That'll be the end of it. And if it's me, in fact, fine. If it's, if it's not me, I'll support the outcome. And I'll be yeah. not just for the Democrats. I'll be president for Democrats and Republicans. And this guy, I want to say, gentlemen, we you say that's the end of it. This is the I end of this debate. Ballot count. We're going to leave it there uh, to be continued as in more debates as we go on. Uh, How about a closing statement? Vice President Biden, it's been an interesting hour and a half. I want to thank you both. Can Joe yeah, Rogan please. do the next one, please? So much more entertaining, right? We want to thank Case Western Reserve University and the Cleveland Clinic for hosting this event. The next debate, sponsored by the Commission on Presidential Debates, will be one week from tomorrow, October 7th, at the University of Utah in Salt Lake City. The two vice presidential nominees, Vice President Mike Pence and Senator Kamala Harris, will debate at 9 p.m. Eastern that night. Until then, thank you. Good night. Oh, wait. We have more people on the stream here. Well, I can not get to make closing statements. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna bring an all star lineup, guys, right here, and uh, we're gonna close this down. I have uh, Jim and Angie from VLTV. Also, I'm gonna bring on the. Um, excuse me, I, I I've uh, lost my wits a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna bring on Mike Adams, who's coming back, who has <coughs> just uh, watched a complete. Stellar performance by Chris Wallace, in my opinion. And yeah, uh, he, did, he had a pretty good debate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, just a stellar performance, lineup, guys, right here. And make yeah. sure your uh, make sure your uh, volume's down, guys. And I'm going to bring on Mike Adams. Uh, and and Mike, uh, Mike Adams, thank you for joining us. If you're there, and uh, I am here. Look, I am here, Dean. Mike, yeah, I want right. to I want to ask you first, and then I'll ask everyone here on the Brady Bunch is uh, just how great was that performance by Chris Wallace? I've never seen such stellar, uh, uh, manly performance in all the years I've been watching presidential debates. That was Well, I would say uh, it's clear that Chris Wallace did have the questions in advance for <laughs> for the debate, and he did uh, an amazing job covering it was for really Biden good. to allow right. Biden to take uh, snooze breaks during yeah, the debate while the cameras were on Trump. We might need to go out and come back in. Oh, no, no. Oh, Jim and Angie, you're live. We heard everything you just said. So please uh, watch what you say. Uh, um, I'm hearing I'm gonna... all kinds of stuff I right now. I understand. Just turn your volume down. But uh, since you guys are here, let me ask Jim and Angie. Um, is Hasn't Chris Wallace proved that he has what it takes to be president with this debate today? I mean, that was just fantastic. Or, or is Trump really, uh, it, you know, or is Joe Biden the great magnificent that we all thought he wasn't? Can you tell what he's asking? Okay. Okay. We'll go back to you in a minute. Uh, we'll put you guys on hold. Uh, so anyways, uh, let's go to Kristen Megan. What do you think, uh, Kristen? Who won the debate today? I said Chris Wallace. What say you? Um, Twitter. Twitter won the debate. <laughs> Twitter won the um, debate. Definitely Twitter. Um, wow. This was a shit show for sure. You know, I put a poll on Twitter asking uh, why, what's the root cause of Biden's eyes being black? Adderall cocaine or he's just so full of shit his eyes are black. <laughs> well, that is a good question. Let's go to someone who may know. Uh, let's go to Mike. 
in Dave Barra, the the uh, gentleman you you watched what I watched uh, was is is Biden just an indigo child with black eyes, or was he <laughs> was he doing rails of Adderall like uh, everyone else on the, the Fox News broadcast? Mike's the expert on Adderall. No, no, you you. <laughs> no, here's what I was. Well, which say. Mike? Really, which Mike are we talking about? Really, the whole thing turned on. Uh, it was really over when when uh, Trump challenged Biden and said, "How many law any law enforcement agencies endorsed you?" I don't think any have, and and he just kind of stared and didn't say anything and didn't Do you respond. Know who did? That was a Do knockout. You know who did? Uh, Casey who Jones, did? why don't we go to you? Who who did? Who did? I'm sorry, I wasn't sure if you can hear me or not. Um, no, we hear you loud and clear. The the Postal Service, right? Didn't yeah. the Postal Service just endorse Joe no, Biden? But they're not law enforcement. They're not. So. They're exactly. Not, they're not but they are, you know, no, they're not. The they're not. But, exactly. but, but speaking of that, this is so key. And, and I'm going to go to Mike first, or uh, Mike Adams, and I'll go to the rest of you. It's very key. Now, listen to what Chris Wallace, the third candidate on the debate, he said the following. Do you tell your supporters not to go, um, I'm paraphrasing, I'm paraphrasing, not to go ape shit on the election day and caused civil unrest. And uh, that it's funny, that was the question that was asked. Now, Mike Adams, I'm gonna go to you because we've been covering this that we think the war is gonna go hot election day. Now, what say you on that uh, fact that uh, Chris Wallace asked that? Cause I thought that was very poignant. Well, Dean, a few minutes earlier when Trump was asked about the militia, he said specifically, he said that his message to his supporters and the militia groups is quote, stand back and stand by that's really? what he said yes he said stand back and stand by and that's very clear he wasn't going to tell militia groups to stand down and go home he's saying stand by and that 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 was in the debate so you know it's it's very clear trump is not going to accept a fraudulent election that is very clear biden is happy to because the fraud is in his favor there we go that, that is very true. And, and, and uh, Kristen Megan, you, you know, there's a lot of militia up there in Michigan. You see the complete fraud that that dimwit uh, governor of, of yours is. I still don't know her name. But Whitmer. The, yeah, the dimwit of uh, the governor dimwit. Now, uh, you know what I know and I know what you know. How close is she getting from being ousted uh, physically and forcefully uh, by, by uh, militia and or other? Well, I really think uh, there are people in the wings. And uh, since Big Brother's probably listening, no, I would never initiate violence against a political figure. However, there are people who take their oath very seriously. And um, we're waiting on the Supreme Court right now here in our state to rule against her abuse of the EPGA, which is a law she's citing from 1945. Um, not only is the Supreme Court about to rule on it here, but we also gathered well over 500,000 signatures and only needed 340,000 and our attorney general is even scared. Um, so basically, they're in the wings. And depending on the outcomes of these two different avenues to strip her of her powers, I can't, I don't know. She just extended our shutdown and our, our face diaper rulings um, until October 22nd. She's definitely okay. trying to impede the election. Mike Bear, I'm just take over real quick, Mike Bear. My, my computer's about to shut down for some odd reason. It says 6% battery. This is unbelievable stuff. But Mike Bear, you take the floor right now, and I'm, I'm going to be a, a tech god right now. I'll be well, right back. And I'm getting um, another drink, too, for some reason. Honestly, Dean, I, I thought Trump could have done a lot better. I thought Biden gave him all kinds of openings. He, he could have hit grand, several grand slams tonight. I think when he got hit with the... Um, with the thing about, you know, supposedly what he said, according to the New York Times, about 
about the uh, military. He could have said that's BS. I never said that. It's a flat out lie. And you know, it's a lie. And by the way, you just call, you know, you there, we got video just the other day of you calling our fighting men and women stupid bastards. So that's how you respond to that. And, and on the jobs thing, you know, oh, he's lost more jobs than anybody else. You know, again, the answer is I created millions upon millions of jobs. He was okay on that, but he didn't really hit it the way he should have. And we've created 10.4 million jobs in just the last three months with the economy reopening. And you, by the way, have never created a single job in your life. There are easy ways to hit these balls out of the park, and he didn't take right. them. Having said that, it was a disaster. He got he got Biden flustered, which I think was the angle that he was going for tonight. Biden called him names numerous times. That's stupid and undignified. And anybody who's falling back on, oh, Joe Biden's a nice guy. Uh, there was no evidence of that tonight. So I don't know. I, you know, I don't I couldn't say if it was a if it was a fight again. Again, it's like Trump was fighting two people tonight because every time Trump was starting to say what he would say, Wallace would interrupt him and then run out his time, basically filibuster his time yeah. by talking over the president. And he never did that to Biden. And it, you know, again, the question is for me, how will that play with sure. the average American who's undecided right now? I don't know how that will play. Well, that's a good point. And I just want to say real quick, we are live right now on realdealmedia.com. So if you're just joining us, we uh, totally just did a real deal debate drinking game. It, there was a lot of drinking to be had because we had a scorecard of how the game is played and Biden totally delivered tonight. And we blame Casey Jones for even sparking this whole idea. But I want to go to Jim and Angie, and then I want to go to Mike Adams. You know, that is a good point that that Mike Mike Barrett just did. Wait, I got I got a wave down there like they used to do on the show. Yeah, like we're doing Hollywood Square, like Hollywood Squares again. Uh, the Brady Bunch. Brady Brady Bunch. High fives. High fives. And we're voting down there. But I do want to go to Jim and Angie real quick. I want to ask you guys now in the event. Is this the first the start of where we see Biden now getting out? Because right before the whole thing started, we saw and heard that that governor of uh, North Carolina, the guy, the Michael Jackson impersonator Northam, he said he got COVID nineteen and he just had contact and he just gave Joe Biden a lap dance apparently. So now Joe Biden has COVID nineteen, or is that what we're going to expect next? Did you hear that? I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that either, but I don't expect Joe Biden to want to go up again. I, I agree with Mike that Trump could have done a Mike? lot better. Which one? <laughs> Mike Barra. Oh, when okay. he said yeah. that, that Trump could have done a lot better, I, I think he, he took it pretty easy on him. Maybe he's okay. amping it up and he'll do better on you know the next one and be harder on him. But I don't see, I couldn't believe, number one, that Biden showed up for the first one. I couldn't believe he lasted 90 minutes. So I, I don't see him doing another one. Yeah. I can't imagine him doing another debate. Yeah, yeah. But the whole thing is I think that Trump could have just dominated. And uh, the news cycles tomorrow are going to be the interruptions. They're going to be Trump interrupted a lot. And and yeah. I, I wanted Trump to kick ass. All right. And I just was like, just freaking let him continue because you already look like the bad guy to the to the other side or the people that are undecided. No, so that, I was, I was disappointed with that a little bit. Yeah, that that's true. And let me go to Mike Adams, Mike Adams. Uh, what is the headlines tomorrow? Uh, what is the narrative going to be that, uh, that Trump was a bully. He didn't condemn 
the the KKK. He didn't condemn. Yeah, that's, that's, that's another thing he could have pushed back on is the the Charlottesville lie and said, okay. I specifically sure. said I'm not talking about the white supremacists Rook. and called him on that lie. He had two or three chances right. to flat out show what a liar Biden was, and he didn't take any of them. No, that's true. So let me go to Mike Adams, and I'm going to go to Casey Jones. So Mike Adams, here's the question. What is the narrative of the PR firm of the Democrat Party called the media? What is the narrative going into tomorrow's news cycle that Trump was a bully or that Chris Wallace was the true Victorian of the entire debate? How, how are they going to form it tomorrow? Well, remember that all of Joe Biden's lies are backed up by media propaganda. So mm -hmm. when all of this debate is, quote, fact checked, all of the lies are going to be left wing lies. And it's going to say, well, Biden is the only one who told the truth and Trump lied. And, and note that every time Trump brought up the $3.5 million from Moscow that was transferred to Hunter Biden, two things happened. Joe Biden said, that's not true. That's been debunked. And then Chris Wallace tried to change the subject. Yeah, so so the, we found out where the earpiece went in this debate. The earpiece was in Chris Wallace's ear telling him to change the subject to climate change. And then Joe Biden says, oh, the Green New Deal will pay for itself. And, and Wallace says, do you support the Green New Deal? And Joe Biden says, no, I don't support the Green New Deal. It's like, what yeah. are you talking about, dude? It, it, was, it was just off the rails at that point. Speaking of rails, uh, how about Biden doing some rails before the actual debate tonight, Casey Jones? I mean, I don't know about you, but I've seen uh, the movie Blow before with Johnny Depp. And certainly uh, Joe Biden could have been one of the supporting cast in that movie uh, after tonight's performance. What say you, uh, Casey Jones? Uh, first of all, I will say I'm shocked that we even got to the stage and that we even made it this whole time. Like that right there, will just I'm shocked. But also, I think we should do a poll to see who had the most talking time. Was it Wallace? Was it Biden? Was it Trump? Because that's going to be interesting to see later on. Un uninterrupted talking time, yeah. Exactly, right. Who had the most talking time? We need to put that poll up. And um, also, it's just funny how, I mean, it's always the left we say, but I mean, Biden, especially in this point, just basically showed us again that whenever he doesn't know what to say, he calls people names. You're a racist. You're this. You're that. You know, yeah. look at what he's done. But you, you want to accuse people, but you have nothing to actually back it up. And I'm like, show me. Show me. Whereas Trump's record, we can show you exactly what's going on. So, you know, I, I mean, obviously they're going to say that the Biden one, but, um, you know, I think it's a pretty close tie between Biden and, you know, and, That's and a good Trump point. Uh, Christian, uh, speaking of records, Christian, Megan, wouldn't you say Casey Jones beat the record tonight for all the shots she did? I mean, that was just an impeccable performance on her behalf. Jim and Angie saw it. They were just as uh, shocked as I was. That's why they're here tonight. Okay. And, you know, uh, so, you know well, actually, never underestimate a mom, okay? <laughs> yeah, so... So I'm not saying this is intervention for Casey. It's more of a uh, <laughs> congratulations of sorts. But, but seriously, Christian, Megan... What is the takeaway from this? Is the, the winner of this uh, uh, Trump? Is it a tie game? Because, and I'll get to Mike uh, Baronex, because if you recall the first debate four years ago with, with uh, uh, Hillary Clinton, he, it was kind of an even match in that first debate, and then he turned the heat up, I want to say second and third debate. I mean, it was like he went from uh, junior varsity to like Wimbledon in like two debates. Well, as you know, I'm neither a Dem or Republican, but I'd say I didn't know that. No. Um, <laughs> and if we exclude Chris Wallace, I definitely think um, Trump had the leg up here, and the reason was is because, as much of a smartass as Trump is, he was able to keep his bearing a lot better than Biden was, and Biden seemed to play vic the victim mentality a lot. And I could just see him, 
getting ready to play the woe is me about his son. And um, it, what's insane is that Trump actually brought up the meat of a lot of issues and Biden just seemed to be like he rehearsed for a spelling bee. These were not originate the original thoughts that he had. You know what I mean? There was nothing new that he hasn't said, whereas Trump had some zingers in there that you're like, whoa, I can't believe he said that. But I quickly want to point out that this is hilarious. Of course, the left-leaning Los Angeles Times has already come out um, with the fact checker of the debates, except everything they're attempting to fact check are all Trump talking points. And the most hilarious one is where he said um, that it's false when Trump talked about fraud involved with mail-in votes. We all know, we've all seen the pictures of the dumpsters. I live in Michigan. I lived in Illinois five years ago, and I just got something in the mail this week about how to get my mail-in ballot. Um, my mom brought it. My mom had her mail sent here because she's been staying with me, and it was in the mail. Um, and it's hilarious. I mean, and I also am not a registered Republican, and I got a ballot sent to me for the Republican Party. So it's screwed up all all around. And it's no, I don't like this mail-in voting. It should only be for special circumstances and the military. Uh, speaking of mailing boat voting, I, I do want to bring this up, Mike Barra and, and Dave. Is is it going to be mail-in voting? Is that going to be the emphasis of the Democrats as we go into the election at this point? Or are they going to switch strategy, then focus on, hey, maybe we should push back the uh, the election because if we can't do it this way, we can't do it that way. We should just push it back to like January or April. That way, that gives them time to bring in uh, that linebacker from the New York Giants, uh, Lawrence. No, 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 uh, Michelle Obama. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I apologize. No, uh, mail-in ballots is all they have, and you and you could see that tonight in the fact that Biden emphasized it at the end about how there had to be mail-in ballots and we had to count them all, and we have to decide the winner after they're all counted. Even though we already know, you know, there's already been rulings that that you can have a mail-in ballot postmarked nine days after the election yeah. and be called a vote in the election. That's guaranteed to be a fraudulent vote. Any votes that are not cast on election day are fraudulent. Um, all the probably most of the mail-in ballots that are even being sent in right now are fraudulent. So that's their end game. That's the only hope they have. They're either going to try to win the fake recount um, or they're going to try to just keep everything in chaos and, and until inauguration day and then hope they can use some obscure clause in the constitution to get Trump out of there. I think what's going to happen in fact is that no matter what the states certify or not, and remember the electoral college does not have to vote based on how their state's certified voting goes down. In other words, if the state of, of Nevada certifies that Joe Biden won after counting tens of thousands of fake fraud ballots that were counted on the 9th, who came in on the 9th of November instead of the 2nd, the electors for that state can still decide to cast their ballots for Donald Trump. And that is gonna be the key to this election, is how will the electoral college vote when they assemble to cast their ballots for president. And it's not going to be based, I don't think, on the final counts, especially if the final counts are not real and are not valid, which they're not going to be in this election cycle. Uh, I want to go to Angie and uh, Jim and Jim and Angie. You know, right before this whole thing started, I don't know if you guys noticed, heard or saw, well, we saw the first uh, disclosed letter from, from Elton Barr, Sir Elton Barr, that went to uh, the Honorable uh, uh, Chrissy, not Tegan, uh, Mike, please help me. I've uh, I played the game very well tonight. So uh, what, what's what's Lindsay the Graham. Lindsay Graham? Thank you, not Chrissy T. Oh, <laughs> whoa! Way out there! Way out wow! There. It's um, 
It's Chris Wallace, Chrissy Teigen, and Lindsay. It's just a, there's a lot of stuff going on. But yeah, I totally forgot my question that I was going to. Okay, here it is. Is okay. So we know about a letter that went to uh, not Chrissy Teigen but to Lindsey Graham that stated that the Russian dossier is now uh, bona fide, created, uh, fabricated, and and conceived by Hillary, O'Biden, Obama's White House. Mm -hmm. And uh, Peter stroke me, all of them together put it out there in tangent in one uh, uh, circle of, of friends. Is this going to be a major factor? Is this number one? Number two, are we going to see more little carpet bombings like that as we get closer into uh, uh, the election day? Because now it's about October 1st here. And then I'm going to go over our uh, prediction for October surprises next. Go ahead, uh, Jim and Angie. Well, I mean, first of all, the Clintons have been attacked like this uh, for uh, I don't know how many years. Yeah. I've I've been hearing that they're going to go to jail for how many years. It hasn't happened. Uh, nothing is going to come out of this. Uh, the Clintons are Teflon. I don't like the Clintons, uh, but uh, it, it's just a fact that there there's nothing that's going to come out of this, and and that's my opinion. Yeah, they have too much. Uh, let, let, let me hear uh, uh, Angie, uh, the star of uh, Angie After Dark, that's premiering soon. What say you on this? Are we going to see some justice after all? Because I've uh, put a lot of money on the Clinton arrest, and uh, I don't want to lose my house. So, what say you? Wow, I wish I could save your house for you, but I agree. Just the Clintons, nothing can take them down. I think they have too much on too many people, and I just. They could do anything already. You know, they they traffic and kill and rape children. And that didn't do it in the last election. So I don't know what else you can do. I, by the way, the headlines are that uh, today's uh, uh, is was interruptions. Too many and, interruptions. And, and and too many in interruptions and insults. Personal attack. I, I see that happening or, or it, it's what Project Veritas released right before. This whole thing came out today, and if you haven't reviewed that, it is on my Twitter, uh, the the uh, on my page at the Real Dean Ryan. And I don't know if you guys heard, but I'll I'll say it for you here. And uh, it's basically the following that we're going to hear all the pundits, and we're going to have to go back and stomach listening to some of these pundits. They're all on Fox and NBC and such. They're going to say, "Wow, quote." I really think that we saw tonight was a strong surprise comeback from Biden. He yeah. was poised. He was uh, on message. He was even humorous at times. <clears throat> I think we're going to start to see Biden campaign to continue to step up the plate. Now, you could just switch everything I just told you guys and switch that to Chris Wallace. You wouldn't know the damn difference because these people are all CIA to a degree. And I say that big brush because... This is so fake. This is so phony that we're even having this discussion. We have a, a breakaway civilization controlling our elections that are living underneath us that I had to live on top of in L.A. when we had a warfare with. And these people need to go down. And if they steal this election, Casey Jones, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be extremely upset more than I am right now. And I'm going to drink even more if that does happen. <laughs> Okay, so we're you're an angry drunk is what we're figuring out right here right now. Well, for the next thirty seconds, yes. for the next thirty seconds, okay, uh, yes, definitely it's showing. But anyways, um, that's why I think we have to do this poll to who got the most like talk time because it's going to be interesting to see if Chris Wallace actually got more talk time than Trump. And also, um, I can't wait to watch it again tomorrow because I think that 
you know, they use these mind control words, you know, and I, I heard a few of those like words that will turn people like emotions and how Biden was looking at the camera directly and talking about you and your family. And he's trying to do that whole thing. So I can't wait to see, um, watch it again tomorrow and just pick out those words that, you know, they use to manipulate and mind control us because I, I, I feel it. So. So the fact, you know, Dean, one, one last thing before we go to wrap up, the fact that the Democrats appear to be so dependent on on the the uh, mail in voter fraud indicates that they know they're going to lose on Election Day because Biden went on and on about that. We have to count all the votes. So he knows he's yeah. going to be a loser on Election Day. But also, right. I feel like I noticed that that was the only time that he, that Chris Walls really did not interject, like when Trump was making his case for the voter thing. So, I guess. He, but he did a little bit still. I mean, well, well you know, because he can't help himself, obviously. He's going to have to work out. Uh, let me just ask you guys this, this free for all. What was the most drinking, drinkable moment of the night? That you, that you noticed that like, okay, that was the drinking moment right there because there were so many of them. It was hard to keep track. I, I, I want to know who was keeping track. And I asked the audience too, because I was having a, just a fine day. I was supposed to do a lot of work tonight. And then this popped up and here we are playing uh, Biden bingo, uh, supposedly. <laughs> everyone I know uh, in my circle of friends here. So what was the, mo what was the defining moment of the night is the better question. Uh, anyone just go free. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that, um, I've said it before. <clears throat> Trump saying name one law law and order is going to be the big the big election issue. It's going to be what this is decided on. And <clears throat> not well, it's going to be one of the things. But when when Trump said name one organization, law and order organization that's endorsed yes. you. And Biden just kind of he wasn't even looking, wasn't Ta looking at Wallace. He wasn't looking at Trump. He was just kind of staring off to the right like this blink in his eyes. He had nothing. And that that to me, you know, people saw that. Mm -hmm. effect. You know, when they first when they first came out before the thing ever started and they were being announced <laughs> And he said, Chris Wallace said um, that Biden is predicted to win by 78%, right? 78%. Yeah, I mean, I, according, according they to, make that number up? Yeah, according oh, to 538, which which said Hillary Clinton was going to win by 93. 93% chance uh, Hillary yeah. Clinton would win. I mean, so it's, that, it's that was the drinkable moment. That was the one. Right. I, I thought the drinkable uh, moment, Kristen Megan, was... And I think the greatest moment ever uh, of the year, almost in a sense, not really, but is when uh, Joe Biden said, uh, what was it, Mike, about Antifa, that they're just a respectable club? Like, yeah. like, like they're the fucking Shriners or, or some, yeah. you know. He said he's not, they're, they're not an, an organization. They're an idea. They're not even oh, an organization. Not, yeah, they're like this idea organization yeah. and they like, you know, pass out free turkeys for Christmas and shit. And like, right. you know, they're just like. The ideas burn buildings. But, yeah, but Antifa.com was uh, initiated like. Like 2002 or something like that. It's just yeah. an idea. You know what? I am surprised too. If anyone noticed, the whole China factor, as we bring up on this show constantly, daily, every hour on the hour, was hardly even mentioned. How in the world do you not mention the entire CCP that has usurped the entire Commonwealth of England, New Zealand, Australia, Canada? They've usurped and, and taken over proxy states of Venezuela, California, Washington, Oregon, 
New York. How in the world do you not mention these people that are heading the new world order? And, uh, and we're talking about, um, you know, like uh, mail-in ballots and all this bullshit. No, let's talk about the elephant in the room. That's from China. That makes me so upset, Jim. And I'm not upset at Jim. What did I do? <laughs> That's because the deep state is on both sides. That's why they're yeah. both complicit. Yeah. It was like a. It was like um. I can't even think of his name right now, and I'm not even drunk. Oh, it was like the. Um, it was Allegedly. like the. Allegedly. No, it was like the issue the other day where we couldn't discuss Soros. You know. Um, yeah. with yeah. Harris, and it's the same uh, thing. I'm pretty Christian, sure the minion's I, I in his earpiece. Christian Megan, I, I don't know what Soros has to do with this. Uh, with this <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't, there's no need to bring George Soros. I don't think we need to bring up, in fact, we're gonna did you say cirrhosis? Uh, I don't know why Soros is coming up right now. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. That good? Can I be a Fox guy, anyways? All right, well, let's uh, Mike's yawning, so uh, I do want to give the power, uh, the power play award to. Um, I've never seen this gentleman before, but for some reason, guys, a power plant. He's your uh, post today on the chat is the winner for the Dean Ryan Award of uh, uh, Poster of the Year. Oh yeah, yeah. So you win, and you will receive a uh, gift certificate to uh, Applebee's, I believe. Uh, <laughs> and uh, anyway, that's awesome. That's awesome, it, right? Mike just uh, uh, sent me a oh, private yes. chat. Wrap it up. I'm assuming he means the show or something else. I'm not sure what that means, but uh, no glove, no love. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> hey, I don't swing that way. Anyway, it's so great uh, to see all you guys. I'm so glad everybody was able to come and pop in. And why, why don't we do a, a, a final? Um, time, why don't we do a final thought? We'll start from Mike Barra. We'll start from Kristen Megan from Michigan. Then we'll go to Jim and or Angie or both, or if they have a unified message, that's even fine too. And then we'll end with Casey Jones, who's responsible for my hangover. And about uh, eight hours from now, uh, you'll be hearing from my lawyer. <laughs> well, I just I just thought Trump could have done a little better. He had chances. He had some hanging curveballs there that he didn't really knock out of the park. But I, you know, I, I mean, overall, it's hard to tell. It, it, when when you have a uh, someone like Chris Wallace interrupting the president of the United States constantly. I mean, it had to, people had to see it. They had to, they had to realize how biased the whole thing was against uh, president Trump. He literally talked over Trump's time repeatedly and not, didn't allow him to answer clearly. And he allowed Biden to do that on numerous occasions. Not that I think Biden really did anything. I mean, his answers were generally stupid and very poor and not specifically very good. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how it's going to affect the race. Um, if anything, except that Biden did appear soft, weak, tired, uh, and not really particularly with it. And why the fuck are his eyes so fucking black? Black! Thank They're black! You. Thank I you! I know, that's what Andy Black said. eyes matter. <laughs> <laughs> no way, you didn't go there. Chris well, I did. <laughs> that was Kristen awesome. Megan went there. Uh, Kristen Megan, totally a fan of black eyes <laughs> and uh, the pupils. Uh, but Kristen Megan was the, <laughs> it was the catheter a factor tonight because I'm not sure if it was or not. Uh, what say you on your final thought? Well, um, I don't know. Maybe he's got some prostate issues. Maybe he doesn't, you know, urinate on the regular. Um, I'm not sure if he took some oxy powder and was trying to hold in uh, all the shit he was full of. But uh, overall, this whole debate was a joke. Um, I think you made a great point in explaining that. Listen, I'm the first one to say that a status doesn't automatically demand respect. 
but the way that Chris Wallace kept interrupting Trump, Trump was so disrespectful. He is the highest level in this country. He was elected by the people, regardless how you feel about him. He did not treat Biden the same way. Um, I'm very curious to see what the morning um, talk shows have to say tomorrow. Um, the bias will be evident. But I, I often wonder about these debates. I mean, do they really change anything? People, I mean, I think you already know who you're voting for in this country. I don't really think there's people that just hang on the balance of the party lines. So, um, you know, I just say we need a better moderator. I really think this whole uh, Joe Rogan thing really needs to be pursued. That's a good question, uh, Casey Jones. I mean, was there really a moderator tonight or was there a little hall monitor? Because uh, Chris Wallace reminded me of every pencil-necked uh, nerd that I, I, I had to endure in, in you know, uh, high school and stuff. I mean, he's literally straight from the revenge of the nerds. That's where this guy's from. So uh, what, what are your final thoughts on that, uh, Casey Jones? Well, it's obvious that Chris Wallace is on the team. And anytime that um, Biden had a hardball thrown, it's like he was kind of there to catch it and kind of, you know, interrupt Trump or, you know, kind of slow it down for uh, Joe to be able to catch up. So I don't know. I think that um, everyone made a really valid points that this is definitely kind of a shit show. We're going to say I'm I can't believe we even got this far. I can't believe we're talking. We're doing a wrap up at the end. So um, I think we made it made it farther than I thought. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I can't wait to see the stuff that's going to happen tomorrow. And there's going to be tons of memes that are going to come out of this. And, um, yeah, I know. I think we, uh, we know who's the winner here, but we know what the media is going to say. So, well, speaking of winners, let's go to Jim and Angie, uh, Jim and Angie, uh, what is the uh, final scorecard on this, uh, another, uh, uh, another episode of American Idol starring, uh, Donald <laughs> Trump and, uh, uncle Joe, uh, Corn Pop. I think, uh, I think who, who's getting uh, passed along for this and won the audition is going to Hollywood after tonight. Yeah, I think both of us were amazed that Joe Biden even showed up. Um, all, so, by the way, we all are. I was I couldn't believe it. I was like I, the I, resurrection of like Michael Jackson happened tonight. I, I, I was really I was literally thinking one person was going to be announced and they were going to have to say something about Joe B, JB. But uh the fact of the matter is tomorrow, the news cycles, because the news cycles, uh, obviously, uh, Fox is now on Biden's side, too, uh, is the, the news cycles are going to be that he interrupted Biden the whole time. I mean, oh, was, of course, that, yeah. that's what it's going to be about. And, and the fact of the matter is that I think that Trump needed to have a little more uh, ease on Joe Biden because so many people are feeling sorry for him right now. Why but is he, that though? But Why? he attacked him. He attacked him and Trump's base loves that. So he kept his base. There's no doubt about it. He didn't gain anybody. That's my opinion. And and tomorrow yeah, he's going to look like the bad guy. I mean, I, I think he won and he made great points and Biden's been there for 47 years and has done nothing. And he said that a lot of I think he won, but I think he could have won bigger. I think he could have done more. And I don't know. Maybe, like I said, I, maybe he's saving it for the next time if there is the next time. The news is not going to be in his favor, I don't predict. Well, th that is true. So, uh, you know, it, it's really hard to say uh, what, what the narrative is going to be tomorrow because, look, even if – even if Donald Trump, here's my final thought just before we uh, do the final uh, uh, kiss off here, is my final thought is this. D um, Donald Trump, and again, we want to do thank everyone for joining us for this unusual 
unusual real deal report live, just totally unusual one off. Um, whole schedule is ruined tonight. But anyways, uh, here's my final thought is Donald Trump could have literally stayed home tonight and, and done the debate from his pantry and he still would have won. And I think uh, that that's I don't know who said it, but if you don't know who you're voting for by now, I mean, the fact that you even have to have a Biden sign on your lawn or whatever sign you're not going to convince everybody. Everyone made up their mind long ago in the latecomers totally by, by the midway of this pandemic. Now everybody knows who they're voting for. They know that this is not the Democrat party that their grandma told them about. They know the term liberal has been totally overstretched and they definitely know that these peaceful protests are hardly peaceful and or protests. So my final thought is, Trump's going to knock it hard in the next two debates. Tonight was almost a beta test of how the other side's going to play. I think if anyone was shocked that, that Biden showed up tonight, it was Donald Trump. I, we were all shocked. So that's what I say. And uh, I think I'm frozen. Maybe it was a body double. Maybe that explains the, uh, uh, maybe he came out of a cloning center. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, I, I, I'm not sure if I'm even, uh, I can't even touch the, uh, I'm frozen here, but anyways, we you can guys hear you better. though. Okay. You can hear yeah. me. Well, thank God. Yeah. If anything you, at least you're, you're frozen. Good though. You look good. You know, I, I've been told I look good frozen. Oh, wow. <laughs> you must be on the Adderall. Well, Dean, real quick. I just want to, I just want to throw in real quick. Um, before we close out here is that just a reminder, if anyone uh, that watches our show lives around Austin, Texas, I'm going to be down there on Saturday. Uh, actually, I'll get there Friday. I'm going to be down there speaking at the Capitol for the Constitutional Rights Summit. I'm going to be using my mad rogue scientist 18 years experience to speak out about masks and how they have zero rating for this virus. We don't need them and all the science related to it. So um, there's going to be the frontline doctors, Del Bigtree. We have some big names showing nice. up. And um, so cool. there you go. Austin, Texas State Capitol Saturday. Awesome. All right, cool. Let's do that. And then tomorrow, uh, we will be back. Oh, we lost Casey Jones. We will be back with another Real Deal Report live. And our new time slot now is going to be, uh, Mike Barry, correct me if I'm wrong, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. 4 p.m. Eastern. We're going to do that. Also, we have some really big shows, new shows coming up for the Real Deal Media Network. We have uh, Angie, who's doing... Uh, Angie After Dark that you're going to hear about. She's going to be following my late night program. Uh, she's going to be the Tom Schneider of the late night, I heard, but much better. And then uh, Jim, uh, he's going to be doing the Real Deal Media News of the World, according to Jim, because uh, that's how that one goes. And Casey just doesn't want to – she doesn't like Jim's new show, apparently. <laughs> and enough of Jim. Thanks so a lot, Casey. I like your show. Watch yourself around, Casey. She's very agitated right now. So I do want to thank everybody for joining us for this uh, this wonderful night of drinking. And apparently there was a uh, debate on. I didn't see it, but anyway. <laughs> you didn't miss anything. Yeah. And uh, Mike, for Mike Barra, Kristen Megan, for Jim and Angie, and for Casey, who's distraught, this is Dean Ryan saying thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us. So just uh, remember to be good, be well, and be real. And uh, I'll see you. You've been listening to The Real Deal Report. Come see more at our website, realdealmedia.com.